from training NFL players to running marathons, this kid is a complete outlier. Matt Zelaya is a hybrid athlete. He cross trains, which means he does not only lift heavy ass weight, he also runs fucking marathons. This kid is insane and I absolutely love it. He's a perfect guest for Bobcast. He fits the mold. As you know, here we interview outliers who are breaking the mold and Matt is pursuing his dreams regardless of what anybody else says. And his dreams involve these extremely interesting feats, whether it's running marathons and Ironmans to training wide receivers. He was a college athlete, and we're going to go into that story. We also He also had a massive social media campaign that we're going to touch on. So a lot in this episode, and I really appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in, and please enjoy my interview with Matt Zelaya. Matt, what's going on, man? Good, man. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm happy to be here. Happy to uh, get after it. I'm excited. Yeah, man. So we have a lot to dive into today. Yeah. There is going to be a split of people who are watching and listening to this. Mm. Some of them know you very well, right? Mm. And they want to see you in a long form format, right? Yeah. And uh, but, but me, I'm on the other hand of this, right? I'm on the other side. Shout out to my buddy, Andrew, uh, for, for making this happen and sending out the DM. Um, but you do a lot of really cool things. I think the thing that stands out to me the most about you is really kind of like the discipline. Mm. Um, but it's also like the fitness feats, whether it's touching the rim or you name it. But yeah. you have a following on TikTok. You got a following on Instagram. I could go into it. Um, but I'm just going to pause for a second here. For the people that don't know you and aren't following you, which is probably most of my audience, you know, I'd love to know how do you describe, how do you look at even what you do? Um, on a daily basis because I know it's a lot of different things and mm. to be honest same with me the more titles you add the less value or the less it describes yeah, you yeah. as a person right but like I'd love to know like how do you describe really like how do you look at what you do now yeah um man it's uh it's a tough question for me to answer just because like what you said of everything I mm. I do and I don't want that to come off in a cocky way at all no. um the motto I've kind of followed is I've just really attacked anything that kind of sparked my interest throughout my entire life. And that's led me into this hybrid athlete type of training lifestyle into doing all these physical feats like a marathon and half marathon and eventually Ironman. And then into um, just the social media world of it, being able to grow not only personal side of it, business side of it, uh, just to pulling just insane numbers. Um, it kind of just really just kind of touching everything. I'm always, I'm always a learner. You know, yeah. I believe you can learn something from everybody and, I just like doing that throughout my life, which has gotten me to all these things. And uh, whether it's physical, mental, uh, emotional side of it or social media side of it, whatever it is. So I just kind of try to touch on a little bit of everything, you know, and try to help people where I can, when I can, and uh, just do my own thing. Yeah, I like that. I think there's going to be so many people, and I bet you feel this way too, that are going to regret that they didn't at least try to do the thing in their 20s specifically. And I say that because that's the reality right like mm. what we're doing most people are not doing like they and i don't i'm not saying that they should do what we do mm. but i think if there's something that they want to do if they don't realize now is the time then i don't know then when are you when do you realize it like when do you do it so maybe that and that that's a that's a big big conversation big yeah. you know topic oh, in yeah. itself man but 
we have a lot to get into. Mm-hmm. We we have a there's a super viral video that I want to talk about, and there's mm-hmm. a story embedded in that. So we're gonna save that for a little bit further yeah. into the episode for sure. Yeah. But maybe let's touch on your story a little bit, right? Like you play, so you did you played football yep. at a pretty high level, and that was in high school, and was that in college as well? Yeah. Or, yeah. And so was that like this? I would assume like the start of like, you getting into the fitness, or is that what kind of brought that to your life, or can you? paint some kind of paint the picture for us yeah yeah i'll try to i'll try to cover this uh as quickly but efficiently as possible no and Um, take your time long form conversation we got an hour plus so no no worries um yeah so i uh i played a lot of sports growing up once i got to high school i just decided to focus on football um i went to paramus catholic uh just because my brother and sister went there no intentions of having the career that i had Mm. um fast forward to my senior year uh won a state championship captain of the team uh, and top 10 ranked in the country. Wow. Um, from that season, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I got a division two offer to play at one of the best schools as well on the division two level in the country. Uh, my freshman year, we were ranked top 10, made the NCAA playoffs. Uh, I redshirted my freshman year, went on to my sophomore year, played a lot and I'm not a tall guy. You know, I'm five, seven, I was playing receiver, but I did my thing, you know, and that kind of sports has had, I, Everybody says I wouldn't be the person I am without sports, uh, yep. discipline, work ethic. Every the reason why I am the way I am today, I credit everything to sports and the coaches that helped me along the way. I was blessed with great coaches, especially in college. Uh, one coach that I'm thinking about that just shaped my mindset and completely turned it around to where I thought I was doing enough, but I realized I wasn't really doing enough. And that once I was done playing, um, I had to stop playing because. Uh, way too many head injuries, concussions. Um, it's a common thing nowadays. And it was one of the hardest decisions of my life. Ate me up. I couldn't even find the courage to call the coach. It took me so long to actually do that, mm-hmm. uh, to call the guy, the one guy that gave me an offer to play at the school, to call him and tell him like, you know, I can't do it anymore. Um, and I knew the next year I was going to be starting a lot, playing a lot and have, I was going to have a great career there, you know, and I was excited. Um, and then that kind of left me at what now, which is what a lot a lot of athletes are stuck at. They kind of throw all their eggs in the basket of the sport they're playing and then they get out of it and they're kind of like, you know, what do I do now? Where do I go? Um, and it's funny. I mean, it's a very different route, but I uh, I grew up watching American Ninja Warrior for so long. Uh, and I was like, and while all my close buddies were at spring ball, I was in the dorm like, damn, like, what do I do now? You know? And so I was like, I ended up training for a few months, uh, going to ninja gyms here and there. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, put all my eggs in one basket, which you shouldn't Again. do in certain situations. <laughs> but I was like, you know, I was at a low spot mentally, very, very low spot. Uh, very few people know that, but I was at a, uh, it was bad. Um, and I needed something, you know, I just needed something just to click. I, I'm a, I'm a religious type of guy. You know, I am just praying every night just for something to click, something that would just take me kind of uh, in a new direction. Um, and I submitted a video uh, for American Ninja Warrior, an application and uh i was in the dining hall eating lunch uh, with all my friends they all left five minutes after they left um i got the call and i knew it was the call because i had that number written down on a board in my room for a month prior to that and looked at it every single day and as soon as i saw i think it was an 812 number and this is four years later and i'm still remembering it um as soon as i saw that my heart dropped and i didn't even answer the call yet i just started crying and i look around i'm like there's nobody here. Like, like I, I got to just go outside and <laughs> hopped on the call and they told me. Um, and from there it was just kind of like, uh, I mean, I, I'm an emotional guy. I kind of just get emotional just thinking about it, but mm-hmm. just cause I knew that it, that was like 
confirmation that, you know, things are going to work out. It's going to be okay. Um, went on, had an awesome time doing it. It was just an unreal experience. Uh, from season 10, I ended up competing in little leagues around the area. Uh, I placed in a few of them. I got the call to be on season 12 again the following year. COVID happened uh, and they cut hundreds of people that got the call. I was one of those people, unfortunately. Um, and then I, I continued working out throughout this whole process. And then um, I applied again for season 13 because they told me, they said, we understand the situation, like apply again. There's a good chance you get the call back. Uh, the whole format changed the following year and they started taking on younger athletes. And these younger athletes, I'm taking nothing away from them. They are unreal. Guys that, kids that have been doing this from like seven years old to 15, they're better than legends in the industry. Uh, so all the credit to them, but I didn't get the call for season 13. And from there I was like, you know what? It's a sign I'm transitioning into something else. Cause at the time I was, I was peeling back from the training. Uh, and that kind of led me into uh, physical feats that I've been going at now, um, whether it's running, uh, lifting, any really just anything. It's uh, the way things panned out. I couldn't prepare for that. I couldn't tell you before it happened. Like, this is what's going to happen. This is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. If you were to tell me as soon as I was done playing football, I was going to, be training for an Ironman, I would have said, you're absolutely out of your mind. You know, I'm not going to stop playing football. Um, and so, yeah, it was just a crazy, uh, a crazy two years, three years, I want to say. Uh, and I learned a lot about myself throughout that time. Dude, incredible, man. Yeah. yeah there's so much to pull from that as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, same thing happened to my dad, actually, mm-hmm. too, um, with concussions, pinch, yeah. pinch nerve, you know. Mm-hmm. He probably would have played at a small D3 school or yep. something, you know. Uh if he was, he wasn't, you know, obsessed with uh, school or anything like that. Mm. He was more probably a blue collar dude. But mm. uh, my cousin as well with wrestling, when it comes to concussions, um, three of my cousins were, you know, really good at wrestling. And, and it's just, yeah, man, like, it's just it's insane. I've had three to five other people just on this podcast. Mm. My friend, Nick, Nick, who uh, broke his leg. couldn't. Continue. It's just like, you, you name it, man. And there's nobody around yeah. when that, like you said, like even at any of these moments, like, all right, your friends are at like, or your your homies are are out playing on the team, and you're sitting there. You know, you're in class, and you get the call. Mm. It's just like, sure, there's students in the class, but there's really nobody around to celebrate that with yeah. you or to go through these ups and downs with you. Mm. So, like with you, man, like, what do you think? Like, like how how what got you locked on to that? Because what you do, whether it's the cold plunge, the marathon, the Ironman, whatever, like this is really hard shit. So. You, most people are not doing this, so you have to want to do it as well. Like, you must enjoy, right? Like, people say, I'll end it on this note. People say that you're either running towards something or running from something, mm-hmm. right? And I don't think there's a gray area there. Yeah. But you know the, there's fitness. There's people that are addicted to fitness who would be addicted to hard drugs, would be addicted to alcohol, would be addicted to other things. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're addicted to fitness, but um, <laughs> there's got to be some kind of like drive within you or something that's making you go out and run a marathon, I would I would think. Yeah. Um, I've recently just, not recently, within the last few years became the believer that you're not, nobody's born to run a marathon. There's very few people besides uh, Eli Kipchoge, the, the, the big guys, LeBron James, like those people were born to do that. There's very few, few people that would say, I was born to become a runner. I believe that you, you could run a marathon if you wanted to. 
you know, anybody watching this could run a marathon, could do a half marathon. You can like do these things. I wasn't, I was a football, I was an athlete my whole life. You know, I'm not a marathon shape type of runner, but I, no, I have a similar it. body type. Yeah, yeah it's, it's five it's, seven. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, <laughs> can't get taller. Yeah, that's that's the one thing. Can't I get wish wider. I had. <laughs> like, what do we do? Yeah. No, yeah, I struggled gaining weight just yep. my whole life throughout football, and I was I was every single time smallest kid on the field, smallest kid on Me the field. Me too, man. Yep. And. And I look back at that and I'm very thankful that I did because yeah. nothing was handed to me. Nothing. Dude, it was how much better is it though that we were the smallest kids and not the biggest? Like mm. I actually, I, I mean, I, it's, hey, it's fine. If you're the biggest kid, like you're, you're doing great, man. But yeah. I did, I was, I got bumped down, you know, yeah. in Pop Warner. I don't know if you did too, but it's mm. like I got bumped down and I was still small. Yeah, and I was like, "Fuck!" But yeah, now I I look back on it. It was such a good thing that I was younger than everybody, yeah, that yeah. I was smaller than everybody, because I always had that mindset. Not that I'm not good enough, but it's like there's always something to to look up to. You yeah, know, when you're that. Yeah, I mean, when you're kind of you don't fit the physical aspects of the sport you play, you're not expected. They don't expect you to do good, and it's such a good. And feeling. you don't stand out physically yeah, exactly. either. Yeah, it's such a good feeling when you're on the field and people are coming up to my mom like like that's your son like how's he doing that like he's like he's yeah. great he's killing it like this this and that um and i've even had throughout my time i've had coaches that wouldn't want me on the field just because of my size but because i did everything right mm -hmm. i did what i had to do i was on the field i was playing i was doing my thing and that's why i said i was grateful for the coaches i had because some of them didn't care about my height mm -hmm. they didn't care about what i looked like what i did if you did everything right you could play you could play if your performance was right. And yeah. the thing is, when you're not gifted the physical, um, like the physical body for the sport you play, you need to put in that much more work to catch up to everybody mm -hmm. else. And that is something I did subconsciously from being in the front row of pictures throughout Pop Warner uh, till high school. I knew I had to do more than what everybody else was doing mm -hmm. to kind of catch up to everybody else. And that's where staying hours after practices, going to lifts earlier, getting another lift later in the day, going for a run early in the morning, like just doing more than everybody. So I was able to get ahead throughout that time. And, and when you're, you know, honestly, I'll say when you're gifted with the size that I have, that we have, you know, you have to do more. Yeah. And then once I, you're done with yep. the sport, that's where you could take it into kind of everything else. And yes, man, it's so crazy to think about too, where I'm like, it's, it, uh, it, go, it, puts itself in perspective when you for after a few years i don't know why i'm having so much trouble saying this after a few years when you see one of your homies that you used to work out with mm. when you were like 15 mm. and they stopped yeah at like 18 yeah and you kept going mm. that's when you go oh there's my work mm. and there's no like my my friends should have done what they did like mm -hmm. that person wasn't meant to work out there in that time. They had to go do other things yeah. in their life. But that's when I go, oh shit, there it is. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. There's a even, but we look at ourselves and we go, and then you look at the fucking Hulk in the gym and yes. you're like, ne never. And, and what, uh, what you also realize too. And, and like I was showing you the thumbnail with my buddy Jack before and, you know, he's on shit and he, that's what he does. He just won a regional show. Like, mm. it's like my arms are never going to be that big. I'm no. totally cool <laughs> with that. Like, yeah. but, but it's, it's, if you're not cool with that, that's when there's a problem. Mm -hmm. Like when you think, when you're in your mind, you think that you will be something that's super, it's like, we're not going to be LeBron guaranteed. Oh yeah. 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 He's him. Like my yeah. friend Jack is my friend. Jack. He's him. Yeah. I'm me. It's yeah. like, <laughs> some people will never be us. Yeah. No, it's, it's, you know, yeah. we're not meant to be these other people. But yeah. once you get past that, then you go 
and you do what you did, which is the most, which that's why I really love what you do because you just push yourself harder, mm. you know? And so what was the dynamic between, because that's very different, playing on a football team. Mm. Yes, you're super independent, right? Because you realize mm. I got to work two hours in the gym after these guys leave. That's an independent thing. But the solo running, the cold plunge, et cetera, like it's not like you have a whole football team around you. So that must mm. have been a mindset switch. Like if you were a golfer, or something like that, where it's kind of a solo sport. Yeah, I could see that having overlap, but that must have been a little bit different to dive like into your own fitness only. Yeah, nobody telling you when to go to practice. Yeah, know? no, and and that's the thing. Like what you touched on there is from me doing it at my own will to do the extra stuff more than everybody else is doing to understand that thought that I have to do this in order to be better than all these six four receivers, these yeah. DBs that weigh a hundred pounds more than me. You know, I got to do more on my side to be able to handle that part. And then from there, it kind of just, just kind of carried after. And mm -hmm. it's like, it's, it, I don't think about it anymore. I know I have to do more. I know I have to just keep going. And, and it's, it's, you mentioned it before, but I guess a good way to kind of describe like being addicted, but I'm mm -hmm. just obsessed with figuring out what my body can do. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, you're gifted with your body. I'm gifted with my body. Our bodies aren't the same. We can maybe do the same things. We could run a marathon. We could do a half run. You could swim two miles, whatever you need to do. Like we can do the same things, but my body's different than your body. We have every, everybody on the, in the face, on the face of the earth has a different fingerprint. You're your own body. Yeah. You're your own person. I've become obsessed with the idea of figuring out what this body can do, you know, with the physical feats that I have, the physical assets that I have, what can I do with this body? But I don't let those physical assets get in the way of what I think I can do. Um, and I'll tell you, within the last two years of going after these crazy feats, I've had so many people just say like, oh, you should take your time a little bit, you know, take a little bit slower or push that race back a little bit. Don't do this, don't do that. And I'm like, I appreciate it. I'm always a big learner or a big uh, believer that I could learn something from everybody, but I know me. I know my body. My body's not your body. I know what my body can do. Not only my body, but I know my mindset is already different from the way of how you're speaking to me, yeah. you know? And once I decided that quitting, I hate even using the word quitting, stopping football was the best thing mm -hmm. for me. From then, these bigger decisions of doing these races and stuff, it's all for me. I don't really yeah. let anybody t pull me away from that initial thought. Yeah. So when you think about doing something big, whatever it is, you're all happy, you're all hyped about it in the beginning when that initial idea the comes. The excitement. Yeah. And then as you get to it, that initial feeling goes away sometimes. Yeah. It almost sometimes um, really fast. Yeah, yeah. And the main thing I tell myself is if I think about doing something and I commit to do it mm -hmm. that time, I can't go back on that commitment and just say, you know, we're not going to do it. Yep. So if I, for ice baths, for example, if I commit yeah. to doing an ice bath every single morning for 30 days, which is what I just finished up. Yeah. And Brandon, you're probably doing this, but he's got all the ice bath videos up. If you okay. Pull so those, some of those right up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So I, uh, this kid's good. It's, <laughs> I, um, I made a commitment to myself and within the first five days, like, you know, I'm a real person. I'm not perfect. I try to put everything out on social media, whether it's good or bad, cause it's never going to be all good. You mm -hmm. know, it never. Is. I just did a post today yeah. about fucking up in 2016 and being a, selling weed and yeah. the whole nine yeah. dude yep you got to accept what you what you messed up on though and yep. if you do accept it you do learn from it obviously it sounds cliche but yeah. that's that's the way you just kind of grow into the person you are so for the ice baths for the first five days i was like you know coming out of your warm bed that's when your body temperature is at the warmest you know when when you're the last thing you want to do is get cold you want to yep. snuggle up stay in bed for a little bit more, longer 
those first five days I'm looking at, it, I'm like, damn, like, what did I do? Yeah. You know, like, why did I commit to this? But I didn't let that initial feeling right there of how I felt looking through the window at the ice bath affect mm -hmm. how I, I went right back to how I thought initially of like, I committed to do this, I'm doing this. And it's crazy. The difference with ice baths is those few seconds before you get in, you're literally contemplating life sometimes. Fast forward 40 more seconds, it's a whole different world. Yeah. You know, it's, it's completely just different. And it's like, why don't I think about that all the time? Yes. You know, like, why am I not thinking about during and after of how good I felt and how it wasn't as bad as it mm -hmm. seems? I'm letting my mind control me a little bit. Like, why wasn't I thinking about that prior? Yeah. And through doing the 30 days of it, I mean, I've been doing it for over a year and we can get into that, but yeah. through doing it for the 30 days, I like, I gained so much in these 30 days and I did in the past few months of doing them because it's not as bad as it seems. And it's not, it's not, you're going to be okay at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. I have guys that I, I try to get everybody to do it just to get out of your comfort zone a little bit. Uh, I literally have seek discomfort tattooed on my body. Um, and I have guys that they get in, like, they literally say like, I got to get out. Like I'm going to die. You know, which is crazy because um, no matter what, you get into these super cold environments, these super warm environments, you come out alive no matter what. Unless obviously hypothermia kicks in, which is a real thing, but that's in, in intense situations. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, just through these 30 days, it's just been a, uh, it was a grind for the first five days. And then fast forward, I want to say two weeks after that, I there wasn't so much of a question of if I'm going to do it. It's more, I woke up and tell myself like, this is what we do now. And through telling myself as soon as I got, cause I, I used to, I was procrastinating in bed, like on my phone a little bit, fast forward two weeks after that. And it's crazy just in a month, how much can change fast forward. It's, you know, I got a alarm went off. I literally told myself like, this is what we do now and we're going to be okay with it. Get up, got in, went right to my workout. And then that was honestly for the past two weeks, these recent two weeks, it was just, it just became so easy. But a lot of people don't find that mental switch. They just kind of still it still is like pulling teeth to get them to do something like that because they're so, well they went back they yeah go back yeah, yep yeah. they're so focused on like the upfront like okay this is this is scary this sucks right now but it's like make it not suck you know yeah. like like try to figure out how you can make it not suck you know through doing anything consistently you're going to get better at it yep. um and guaranteed it's cold 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 is cold exposure is a very different thing because your body every time it enters the cold yep. it sends those signals to your brain and your brain tells you we got to get out. Your mind, yes. your your brain is is made to protect you, and no matter what, whether you get in extreme cold or extreme heat, everybody, me, you, anybody else, gets the same signal sent to our brain. Through doing it consistently, you're able to handle those signals better. Some mm -hmm. people let it control them. They're like, okay, I got to get out right away within the first thirty seconds. Yeah. To where it's like me from doing it for so long, I'm able to handle that. Where that initial response that my body sent to my mind is, we got to get out. No, we're good. Mm -hmm. We're okay. Through doing that, you find your breath. You control your breath, controls your heart rate, your heart rate controls your body, your body then sends signals to your mind, we're okay, you know, we're gonna be fine. And that's the difference between people who do the ice baths consistently and people who don't is how quick are they handled, able to handle that cold? You know, how quick are they able to handle that stress when it gets sent to, the, sent to them? When that stress signals get sent to your brain. And that, within the past year of doing it, I'm able, it sounds crazy, but I'm able to handle real life stress in a better way, you know? And it's it sounds insane, but just cause this is all related to the same thing. I've talked to people where being in the cold has 
cured their anxiety, depression. I've even talked to somebody where it's cured their Tourette's, which is the craziest thing. But I want you to think about it. When you, so have you, you've taken cold showers for or ice bath or anything, anything like that? Oh yeah. I've done the 30 days. Yeah. Um, yeah. So right now my procedure is at the end of every shower, I'd go cold. Cold. That. Yeah. And that's, that's what fine. I yeah, that's yeah, good. yeah. That's good. That's a good way just to but get involved. Same thing though. Every shower. Good. No matter what. No matter so what. at least that's no my starting what. point. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess my question to you is when mm-hmm. the cold hits you, yep. what are you, what are you thinking about? What are you thinking about right away? Like, what's the first thing that pops in your mind? Yeah, I mean, so I guess like now I've been doing it for a little while, um, but I know. So I I have a routine. Like yeah. I know um it's on normal. It's on like lukewarm. Yeah. And then I know exactly where to turn, where it, to. To turn it. And <laughs> yeah. as I'm turning it, I I try to. I'm pretty. I do a ton of meditation. So I wouldn't say a ton. More than the average person. Good. So I'm pretty good on shutting the mind off. Mm. And I'm a performer, so I have to. I can't. Have to. Yeah, I can't use normal. alcohol to calm my heart rate and i have to do it manually yeah so i'd say like my thoughts are pretty good like most of the t- some i'd say the only resistance thought that thoughts that i get now are like you don't have to turn it all the way cold yeah you know what i'm saying so there is that resistance where it's like make it a little warmer it's still cold yeah you know but you're thinking everything you're thinking about is just related to that right there right oh, there and there. dude i'm not thinking about my taxes i'm not that yeah so anxiety depression is spawned from overthinking it's spawned mm-hmm. from thinking about I have to talk in front of 10,000 people later. Like, I'm so scared to do this. It's yes. fun from thinking, I just post this. What's everybody else going to think about me? You know, mm-hmm. like, and, and anxiety is driven from overthinking. When you're in the cold, you can't think about anything but handling the cold. Yes. So what, where's the anxiety from? Yep. Where is it? Where is it? It's not there. Yeah. You know, depression, you're right. same exact thing. You're, you're so, yeah. so present, which is something I've struggled with for so long because I'm always thinking ahead and just... Think about what I have to do because I just do way too much. Uh, and I feel you. Yeah, it's uh, it's again blessing and a curse. I'm probably supposed to be doing something else right now. Yeah, that's that's how I feel all the time, <laughs> and that's why I use the cold to kind of just teach me to be present. I've tried meditation, and I just my mind just goes off, and it's what like, what have so sorry to stop you. Yeah, right yeah there. No, you didn't good. even finish. Um, do so do you don't meditate consi- like. Oh, I like, use I use the cold basically it, as my it, meditation. But in terms breath, of sitting down for work. 25 minutes or something, that doesn't appeal. Where does your mind go? <clears throat> Everywhere. <laughs> well, that's what it's supposed to do. Yeah, I've I've like if it's hard, it should be hard. Yeah, yeah, no, like, it is. I know. Whatever I know. your expectation of meditation is, is not what it actually is. No, you know? I know, I know. And yeah. You learn that through. I know over you're time. too smart for me to break time. through. No, on no, no, this. you're good. You've I'll, already again, been self aware enough to do it. I've tried. I've tried. I've tried a lot. It's not for everybody though. That's the good. That's the thing. And I think for you, it is the cold. And for me. Um, dude, I'd say probably one out of 20 days I meditate. I don't want to do it now. Yeah. Like it's so embedded. Yeah. Same as your cold where it's yeah. like, oh, we do this now. Yeah, we do this. Now. Same That's thing, it. dude. I do that. I do Wim Hof and then Wim I'm Hof, yeah, good. And, and actually dude, the cold is way easier for me than the Wim Hof. Really? Yeah. Because Wim for Hof some reason, serious. it's a serious bro, breath. Way work. serious. Cause like once <laughs> you see that you're at three minutes, you're yeah. like whole. And what I'm talking about, what for people who don't know, um, it's a breathing technique where you end up holding <clears throat> your breath and holy shit, dude, it's insane. cold plunge is way, I would say way easier to, to, to get people to buy into yeah. than literally suffocating. It's like <laughs> hyperventilating. It's almost. like hyperventilating. Yeah. But I'd say that's, I know the cold is getting you the same great benefits, right? But I also think that, and probably this is me for cold, right? Like me seeing you do the cold. I'm like, maybe I should do the cold daily. Maybe you should meditate every mm-hmm. day. We should definitely switch. Yeah, we should try yeah. that. Yeah, hey, I'm, like I said, I'm always open to Hell everything. Yeah, and I know That's meditation so cool. is one thing I need to work on. Just, 
in a way, I don't want to say getting better at it because mm-hmm. meditation is different for everybody. No, it's Every, the habit. It's same it's, with the cold. Yeah. It's the habit. It's 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 the the day to day. It's not an outcome. Yeah, it's getting it's it's doing it day to day, like you said, mm-hmm. but actually like reaping the benefits from it. Yeah, and, and understanding the benefits and and what am I feeling? Why am I feeling? And how am I feeling? You yeah. know, just and understanding all that. Um, I wouldn't be able to do this if I didn't meditate. Like I wouldn't be able mm-hmm. to run my business. I wouldn't be able yeah. to. Like I would do it at. 30% yeah. because my 70% of my mind would be occupied mm. by the other shit. That'd and so great. then I wouldn't be present and yeah. there you go. But it's meditation for me, but I've also embedded it in my life. I took years to learn it. I would do it for an hour. I would follow guided, not guided, like mm. probably the shit that you've done with cold. I've done them with meditation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the cold for me was 30 days of cold showers. Yeah, I, I liked it. Like mm. it was fine. Like I felt great. Yeah. And then I was just like, man, I don't know. Like for me, it's, it's it's also how many habits you gonna add to your fucking morning, right? It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm at I'm at meditation, Wim Hof stretch, yeah, maybe jump rope, Sunlight, and I'm like, now I'm uh, fucking all. Now it's an hour, dude. I gotta yeah, start work. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I agree with that. It's it's. Oh, that's funny. I've been putting you know just a lot of different things, especially yeah. with um, Huberman Lab. I don't know if you're familiar with oh, that. Baby, we can go deep. Yeah, no. So yeah, he with like the morning sunlight and yep. and all that. Like we don't have I, to get. Dude, I'm out here, bro. It's. Couldn't be better. Yeah, I can literally yeah. see a horizon while I'm looking at the sun, and it's like amazing. Man. Yeah. Now, fucking nobody's around. You know, you want to go to the gym, bro? I have fun. You're gonna drive, yeah. but I love Huberman, man. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, I. That's where I kind of got a better understanding about the bodily functions when you do get into the cold, mm-hmm. when you are exposed to extreme heat, extreme cold. That contrast therapy. Um, <clears throat> And it makes sense. The biggest thing I take away from that, and the, and the way I explain ice baths to people in cold exposure is I don't throw these crazy scientific terms out. I don't expect you to know your anatomy through and through. Um, I do it in a way to explain it where I don't want you focused on the benefits you don't see. I want you focused on how it is, like how we were saying, with the being present, with the with just the consistency of it, with the... I like to compare it to working out almost. When you work out, you push against resistance or you're pulling against resistance, Right. Now, it sounds kind of corny when you, the ice bath is acting as that resistance for your mentality, right? For your men, you try to build mental fortitude. Everybody says, oh, I'm mentally strong, mentally strong, right? Take an ice bath every morning for 30 days. Let me know how that goes, right? It's not easy. Now, I'm not saying it's for everybody. I'm not saying that at all. But the way I look at my body is I try to get it in the best shape as possible, mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever it is, all assets and, or aspects, sorry. And the ice bath I'm using as resistance for my mentality in a way. It's working out my mind and through doing it consistently and going and going, I'm able, like what I was saying before, I'm able to handle stressful situations better than somebody else. I'm able to gain control of my breath quicker in the cold than somebody else would be able to. I'm able to just, it's, it's and again, being present too is a big part of it. I'm able to just handle everything, just be in the moment as best as I can. Don't get me wrong, I'm not perfect. My mind runs here and there as it does for everybody, you know? But when I change that view of an ice bath, because everybody's on social media so stuck on like, oh, it's just a stupid trend. You know, it's nothing like, no, like getting to cold sucks for everybody. How are you going to handle it? And if you want to see the differences between that, how am I going to handle that compared to how are you going to handle that? It's going to take you maybe a minute and a half to get used to it. It's going to take me just one exhale to get used to it. And that right there is just here. Everybody's body is sending signals to their brain to get out. Everybody is me, you, anybody else. How are you handling that compared to me? And that's going to be the difference right there, right? Disregarding even all the scientific benefits of it, just the mental part of it. That's, there's a huge gap right there of, of 
and, and, I, and I pose the question to everybody, like, why not just try it once? Again, if you have mm-hmm. physical, cardiovascular stuff wrong, get a check. If you want to ask yeah. a doctor, ask, ask a doctor. Ask. Just don't shut it off completely, and that's yeah. my biggest thing. Well, I your fucking comments are the funniest shit ever, dude. The funniest comment is... <laughs> the, I wouldn't say the... I would say... I don't want to say what the funniest one is. Maybe you have a you know oh, man, top there's so many I top even... three, brother. But uh, the funniest ones that I see are that's not real. Yeah, and um yeah. and I'm like, dog, what world are you living in? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I know they don't know you. I know yeah. they're in a different country. I know they don't understand. I don't even know you. I can mm. look at your videos and be like, that's not real. But that is a claim that's not substantiated, right? Yeah. So you know the reality. Mm. The reality is this: every comment, every person who leaves a comment that wants to tell their version of this video mm. like they every person that wants to project what they want this video to be yeah cannot handle yeah. <laughs> any no, of it. that shit that's it and they, so, and they use that social media mask to kind of cover them up and yes. they're like oh like i'm not gonna do this it's stupid you're using that stupid comment because yep. you don't want to do it or maybe you yep. tried it once and it was unbearable and i already them. know they haven't tried it dude and, and, and that's it but that's, that's the, the thing. thing yeah and that is the thing and and really what it is is this is this is how it goes. So people want things that obviously they're not willing to work for, right? They will have amateur level uh, execution with expert level goals. Mm-hmm. And so that's good. They'll say to you, they'll say, this is what I want. Yeah. And then you'll ask them what they're doing. And they they're not actually taking any of the actions. And I think that's, and that comes back though to, and what I'm reading right now, which you might've read, which is The Comfort Crisis by mm, Michael I Easter. I haven't oh, heard dude, about it. You'll fucking, this will be your favorite book. Mm. And it's, he tells the story even of himself about mm. how he would, he was, he was on paper more successful than you and I. He was like a New York Times, like, you know, writer. He was like an author. He would write on fitness and health, mm. but he was like addicted to alcohol, binge drinking, literally like wasting his life away he was going to die by 35 yeah. and he would be the guy that would write the article on cold plunge and how good it is mm. right that's why i don't believe anything like that's why when those people comment that i understand but you're not commenting on it because you don't believe the water's yeah. cold you want it to be warm so you can point somebody else yeah. out and feel good mm. i would rather feel good getting in the water yeah i don't feel good making a comment yeah so it's just really interesting how like the people manage their emotions where mm. it's like if we, because I take it down to a deeper level, which maybe this is just two in the weeds, but mm. I truly think like me, you, if me or you make a comment, like a hate comment on somebody, I, we're not gonna feel good about it no. because we've so f- past that point. You know that me and you feeling yeah. good is hanging out with our family, going yeah. for a walk, mm. working out, getting in a cold plunge. That's Everything. feeling good. You know, hanging out with my girlfriend, you know, going yeah. on a nice dinner. Like that's feeling good, bro. Yeah. Like, so it's just crazy that these people are at a point in their life where they still get their enjoyment out of making a comment. I feel bad for a lot of them, honestly. I feel bad 100%. It's, it's, I want to help them. And as you may too, I I have all the conversations with those haters, yeah, it's, dude. Yeah, it's, all uh, those conversations. I just, I just like understanding from every, everyone from every aspect of life. I just like understanding why you're thinking that way. Yeah. Like, wh- like what is in, like, why are you even thinking about even mm. commenting that? You know, like, and I understand it. It could go back to how they were brought up. You know, how they grew oh, up. I have uh, something on Parents, that too. That a hundred percent. So I'm reading a book um, by um, Oprah right now. It's actually over there. I'm, mm. For for some reason, I'm. It's oh no, it's called um, What Happened to You, mm. and it's a psychologist and Oprah, mm. like a child. He might be a regular psychologist, or a child psychologist, and Oprah. 
and it's all about what happened to you yeah when you were a kid and like that is and now i'm 150 pages in holy fuck this is deep shit really? dude deep hot like it's dense man yeah. like it's very it's difficult to read and try to understand it uh even at kind of somewhat probably a layman's level that they mm. write it at but that to answer that question though of like why what brought you to this mindset it is it is like yeah. things happen to these people yeah and that's why they're here yeah you know and things happen to you and me mm. and that's why we're here but it's yeah it's like almost not their fault to an extent right yeah so it's tough I, I i like saying it's almost not their fault but then i also see people that have the, have similar upbringings that didn't let it carry into they, their life even if it wasn't their fault they still took responsibility for yes. it and that's yeah. a leader yeah and that's how you gotta i mean that's you'll see doing. the difference in people that's it you'll see there's that's a fine it. line yep. there's a fine line in that and that and honestly the fine line is somebody yeah. who is commenting like that and yeah. somebody who did have the same upbringing and is not commenting they want to figure out why he's doing this, yeah why they're doing that why don't i think this is good i'm not going to comment it mm -hmm. i want to figure out why, why isn't now. why don't i like meditating yeah right that question or why yeah. don't do i just do the cold at the end yeah i got in the shower today and i go i'm having mad on I should just do a cold shower. I fucking didn't do it. I just did my normal shower, right? But yeah. it's like all those, you got to think in your mind, like, mm. you know, that's that's that. And that's where a mindset comes in. Like the day one of cold plunge is not mindset. It's just a decision you make. Yeah. But day 20, like day, actually, probably I would say you could tell me maybe day two to seven mm. is that period of like, it still sucks and you're not used to it yet. That's oh, yeah. where the mindset comes in. Yeah. Yeah. That's where you got to go past the, the frontal part of it. Like you got to go deep. Like I'm go, I, like what yeah. I, the way I go deep is I go back to my commitment to it. And the, yeah. in a way I stay accountable because I'm a very independent person. I, <clears throat> I've always, like what you brought up before, I've always enjoyed working out by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I would love working out with a group too because I just love that energy. Energy feeds off each other. You know, energy's everywhere. When you're out, when you're working out alone at LA Fitness, like there's only so much energy you can get from everybody. Maybe it's an older guy walking by saying, yo, you're lifting heavy weight. You know, that might be the only comment you needed to then throw 20 more pounds on the bar and just start banging it out, right? Yep. Energy feeds off each other. So I'm big on getting a fair share of working out in groups and then also by myself. And, um, where i was going with this oh it's all good dude energy something about energy um no uh but right before that uh, working uh, out in groups yeah, uh, yeah independent uh um, it's all good we'll, it'll come back <laughs> what were we just talking about prior to this? maybe momentum uh well the haters and the people in the comments and... yeah hey it happens Damn. bro this is a podcast yeah this is why this is why I'm we do this it didn't bro. happen sooner <laughs> Um, All those cold plunge, bro. The yeah, haters are really uh, going off right now about how your again, memory's supposed to. Well, again, he's fucking concussed, guys. He's just like basically not. <laughs> this guy's supposed to have like a six IQ right here because yeah. of all the concussion. <laughs> well, well, yeah. hey, uh, it'll 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 actually come back with this topic. So, you posting this stuff on social media, that has to be have back. a social proof element. Yeah, hundred percent. We'll back. touch on that after. Yeah, accountability. Yep. I, so again, there's only so many ways you can be accountable when you're a very independent person, unless I'm physically telling you, yo, I'm doing this, mm -hmm. make sure I'm accountable in doing it. Yeah. And I'm in accountability group chats with some of my very close friends. Um, we literally have an accountability group chat I have with two guys I played football with in college. Nice. He just came over to do, to do the 30 day cold punch with me just, um, three, day, three days ago, four days ago, whatever yeah. it was. Um, I put stuff out onto social media as a second form of accountability. Yeah. I'm, I'm. I can rely on myself. I know I can do it, but like going back to my marathon, like I, I don't think I would have been able to have done it if I didn't have those people that just would toss out this little comment. Like you got this, like you're killing it. Yeah. Like keep it going. I, I read them. Yeah. And, and I sometimes even go back to 
Because nowadays everybody's just if they're commenting, it's majority of the time a flat comment or a negative comment. There's the people that are commenting that are rooting for you. There's not many of those people anymore. And I didn't really have a lot of that going through these physical feeds. So I had to rely on myself and which is why I also put it out onto social media just to get some type of feedback. And the smallest thing of somebody DMing me like, yo, like I saw you run this marathon. I'm going to sign up for my first 5k. That pushed me that much more. And then just these little addings on. And then I sometimes go back and read the comments on like the marathon video of, or when I got the call from American Ninja Warrior, like these big events that happened. Mm -hmm. And just to know that there are people that are rooting for me, they're not going to really, again, everybody's different. They're not going to really be showing it as much, but they are there. They are there. There are people there. Yeah. Um, and that's a big reason why I do push stuff out on social media is just for that second layer of accountability. Now, again, it's not for everybody. Yeah. You know, it's not. Um, but I do encourage people to find your close friends and commit to doing something that you wouldn't do by yourself, mm. but together. You know, whether it is turning the shower cold for uh, every day or whatever it is. List out what you need to do in the week. Stuff that you know you need, it may not get done, but if you commit to it or put a monetary value maybe on it, like if I don't get it done, then I owe this. That's kind of what we're oh, doing yeah. right now. So we have, uh, uh, me and my two friends, we we have uh, monetary values on everything, on a ta- on tasks throughout the week. Um, Dude, I'm trying to hang out with you guys. Whether it's it's read X <laughs> amount of pages, work out. I'm a psycho a too, dude, for real. Yeah, yeah. and so we've I been love doing it, this dude. For, like, I love it. for like nine weeks now. We're nine weeks in, and we're looking back like we owe a little bit of money. Uh, but we're gonna <laughs> yeah. we're gonna eventually at the end of the end of the year, you know, put our money together and not like give it to each other, but put it to some type of foundation, some type of charity, just yeah. something like that, just so the money's actually worth it. Like our mistake was worth it almost. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying you should do that. It. It's an idea though, you know, mm-hmm. and and. My biggest thing that I'm getting that I want to give out with this is just yep. have someone or people to hold you accountable with what you're doing, and that's and that's huge because you can only rely on yourself rely on yourself for so long. It eventually is going to fade away in the front, and then it's either up to you. You're then faced with a decision either to say no, we're not stopping, we're going to continue, or tell yourself, okay, we're going to take a break, and then you never really get back to it. And that's where that accountability person comes in, where like, no, no, you got to keep it going, you got to keep going, you got to you got to you got to get back to it. Then that gets you back to where you just were, like, all right, we're doing this. And sometimes yeah. it's all you need is just one person. And again, it's hard because a lot of people don't want to compliment people nowadays uh, or as many people nowadays. And it is hard. It is hard. And nobody about. wants to ask for help now. That's the fucking thing. Like even a friend of mine was, you know, going through some shit and like, sometimes you just got to ask for help, man. And yeah. like, I fucking got so much pride. I'm like, fuck that. I got yeah. ego in there. It doesn't, my, my mind, my heart doesn't want to ask for the help. Right. Yeah. But when you do though, fucking watch how the world yeah. works. like it works wonders it's dude. uh my sister and her boyfriend made me watch this little short film and there was a quote in it it says asking for help isn't uh giving up it's refusing to quit and again my memory sucks yeah that stuck with me yeah man i was really big on you know i don't need help i've just held everything in held everything well in. when you also have so much proof <clears throat> that you did so much shit on mm-hmm. your own it doesn't help ask it doesn't like reinforce the ask mm-hmm. for help yeah question yeah, you know no, yeah, it's because you have so much proof you're like i already did all this shit on my own yeah but i don't i don't give myself that it's not really a good trait to have but i don't give myself enough like the credit for no for what i've done you, and i don't even like saying that like just me mm-hmm. saying now i'm like like i don't really like that i don't give myself credit which is why i'm just still like there's still more to do which leads me to then you know like mm-hmm. quote unquote like i don't need help when i have i have asked for help especially yeah, yeah. i've been big on that this within this year's asking for help and also offering help 
Uh, I've Both. been big on doing offering help for a long time, but I've been so, I did that for so long mm-hmm. to where I eventually like lost myself almost. I didn't know how yeah. to help myself. Um, and again, not, not a lot of people know this, um, but I lost myself for a long time just from offering so much help. I'm, help. I'm like, I can't even fix why I feel this way. Yeah. You know, how, like I can't help myself. How how did it feel? Like if you could describe oh, it. Uh, like was it a time? Was it like weeks? Was it, you know? It was a long time. Yeah. Uh, it was a long time. I When I noticed it, that's where I was like, wow, this has been going on for a bit now. Um, and it's, I wish like it I, felt like you were going through the motions or like, what was the actual, if it, you could describe it, it just, it's, I, I wish I could no, I get it. put it so, out on paper. Well, it's also fucking it. nothing. It's just words that we're trying to figure out how to yeah, describe. It's, um, it, it, it's, it's hard to explain it perfectly, mm. but it, you just feel like helpless almost yeah. like you don't know, like you used to have so much control over what you can do, how you can do it and why you can do it. And then you slowly lost that yeah. from dishing out so much. Yeah. And it's like, like, how do I help myself? Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I didn't even know how to help myself. I didn't know what was good for me. That's yeah. a good way to say it. I didn't yeah, know what was yeah. good for me anymore. Um, but once you realize that that's where, again, that's a kind of late mm-hmm. point in the process, but it is okay to ask for help. Yeah. Uh, it is. 100%. And it's again, a lot of people, you were saying the ego is like, no, I don't need help. And that was me, honestly. That was me for a while, for a while, um, until it got to a breaking mm-hmm. point. Um, but uh, it is okay to ask for help. And it's it's no matter what you're doing, whether you're at the top of the world, you can still ask for help. Whether you're at the top of the world, you can still learn something from a 12-year-old that may mm-hmm. just be a reminder that something something you forgot about, yeah. a different way to view things. Um, and just, I've been a big believer that recently, this, this, this recent year has been a big mental slash spiritual uh type of change for me i want to say um again i'm grateful for the lows i'm grateful for my lowest point um there was a few of them there was one where i thought i was at my lowest and then jokes on me a year later i was even lower than that point um and you know i'm grateful for that to actually understand what it feels like to be at that low point because then you know when you're approaching that again you got to get help you got to ask for help uh, and you could it, feel it yeah, coming. Yeah, you could feel it coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes- Some people just live there. Sometimes, yeah, that's it. And and it's- It's easy, actually. It, live, 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 in, live It's in, actually harder, but it's but it's easier to not do anything a yeah. lot of times. So that's why people end up living and surviving in that place. Yeah, yeah. It's And it's all kind of goes back to almost complacency in, mm-hmm. in a way. Like when I encourage people to do these races, to yeah. maybe do a cold plunge, to maybe do something that's just going to make them uncomfortable, like- I don't do it to like, I don't do it just to kind of get you out of your comfort zone. I do it because uh, there's a lot of people that I'm close with um, that are just complacent doing nothing, you know, just, just having just the bare minimum and everything. Uh, and I'm not saying you got to be going out all this like fashion stuff or whatever, just paying expensive stuff, but being okay with not doing, not really live. I want to say living life, not living life, living life entails trying things you haven't tried before, trying things you wanted to try, but have kind of succumb to that. I I don't like saying nine to five because people are doing nine to fives and they're loving it. And my message to a lot of people is if you are working in nine to five, if you are doing some type of entrepreneurial route, but you love what you do no matter what, whether you're making $10 an hour or $100 an hour, I envy you. The one thing that nobody prepares you for coming out of college is kind of loving what you do in a way, loving what you do job-wise in a way. Um, which is why it was, it's hard for a lot of people. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. If you find, and again, I'm still finding it. I'm not perfect. If you find what you love, what you do, I envy you. I tell, I've said that so much this last two years that if you're loving your nine to five, I envy you. If you're loving doing podcasts, I envy you, you know, just 
something that there's a reason why I'll you're waking you up and doing one. it. If you're, if you are, uh, if you subscribe to a certain religion, mm. I actually, I envy you for that, mm. right? Because it's like, I used to look at it like people, I'm like, oh, these people are crazy. And I'm like, no, dude, they figured it out. Mm. They did. Like, yeah. I don't believe in their shit, but it's like, they fucking figured something out. Yeah. They're not worrying about it. Yeah. They know yeah. deep down. Especially, especially nowadays too. It's like, you're getting fed so many things on social media. Like, that's wrong if, mm-hmm. if you do it this way. Like, that's wrong if you think that way. If you support that person, if you support that, like, do what you feel is right. And, you know, like, I, for me, for example, for like, from a religious standpoint, yeah. I went to a Catholic school. I grew up, I wasn't going to church every weekend. Um, I would go once in a while for holidays and stuff. Yeah. After I graduated college, I started going almost every Sunday, but I feel like I needed more. And honestly, a month, a month and a half ago, I switched from Catholic to a Christian type of church, um, just because I feel like I wanted just to receive that message in a, in a different way, something that I was able to receive it. Um, I, find, I would find myself drifting off. And, you know, sometimes a lot of people that are in that religious standpoint, they just go to church just to say they go to church and, and to say they're religious in a way, which is... I don't like saying that almost because mm-hmm. I don't want to speak for anybody, but it's the truth. And the way I looked at it is I don't care what side of it I'm on, whether Catholic or Christian, as long as I'm receiving the message the way I want it to be, not I want it, but receiving the message that they're giving out, yeah. then I know I'm in my right spot. And it's actually a very crazy coincidence. My first time going to the new church that I just went to, um, they were going over Genesis and stuff. And even if you're not religious, like just pay attention to this because it's, Signs are out there and it's a crazy, crazy thing. And talking about Genesis and he pulls a quote from Matthew and it's the quote that's tattooed on the verse that's tattooed on my ribs. And it's not even like I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's like a quote that I did some deep diving to find. And I heard that and I just sat back in my chair. I'm like, like what? Like, like, all right, I get it. I know Mm -hmm. I made, I Mm -hmm. made the right move, I guess. Uh, And it's, and you just have to be open to, in taking those signs and just being open don't shut your yeah. don't shut your world off you know just be open to these signs and trust in them it, you thought that way for a reason when you saw that thing whether it was uh a certain butterfly that your grandma that passed away loved and like you immediately saw it and think of her or whether it was this where i heard him tell say the verse that's not even in the chapters we were talking about that was on my ribs like don't shut yourself off to these signs don't say like oh no it's just a fluke be open to it. It's going to open yourself into much more learning throughout just just kind of like life in general. Well, uh, my Yeah, my thing is like, same thing with manifestation, mm, I think in the yeah, same way. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's not real, it's, it's going to help you to believe that it is, right? Yeah. It's the same thing as like how you do anything is how you do everything, right? Yeah. If, you, if I believe that, I'll do things better. Yeah, yeah. So it's all about outcome. It's like... Mm. Okay, is my life better? Is am I like, do I hate my life and I'm following this religion? Well, maybe it's not the right religion. Yeah. But do I feel that I'm actually getting something out of this? Okay, maybe it is the right religion for me. Yeah. Like it's so easy to just to overcomplicate it. Mm. But I think the number one thing, whether it's religion, spirituality, you know, manifestation, whatever, your eyes have to be fucking open. Dude. Open. And I, so many people like whether it's uh you know physically open or psychologically open whether you're actually looking down at your phone or in your head you're just contemplating all the shit that you have to do if you're clouded you're not going to be able to receive any of that whether it's religious or spiritual or you know and that's why for me it's meditation you know and that's what it is for me and like i i see 
all the signs, man. Mm. And even my girlfriend is more religious than me. She's not saying she doesn't go to church. Like she just believes in God and it's important to her. And, you know, I have a ton of conversations with her about it. And I'm like, oh no, like honestly, until I was with her, I didn't really know what people were talking about. And what I've came to the conclusion of is I believe in the same thing that you do. Yeah. I'm just not religious, but I know what you're talking about. Mm. And it took me years to come to that realization where I I could say with in full honesty, like, no, these people are not crazy. Mm. They do not. Now, it's not a cult. It's it's not. not, uh, (laughs) And and I joke with her. I go, yeah, "Yeah, fucking man in the sky. Right. Sounds unrealistic. Yeah. It's not it. It's Mm. not even the guy. It's not even Jesus. Like, and and some of them will just obsess about fucking Jesus. It's like, no, you're not. It's not the point. Yeah. The point is the lessons. The point is, does it work for your life? Do you see the signs? Like, are you open to open to it? To it. And any great priest will tell you that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, my dad has talked to the priest. Hey, my son, uh, he's not, you know, really doesn't believe in it. He goes, neither did I. Mm -hmm. This fucking priest. priest. He's been a priest for thirty years. Yeah. Right. So that's reality. Something changed throughout that process where he went from not believing it to. And I always credit the question, why? You could ask why to everything, Mm -hmm. whether it's creating a video, whether it's uh, failing on something you put hours and hours of work, days of work into, you could always go back to why. And that priest, for example, he wasn't a believer, but then is now a priest. Why'd that happen? Mm -hmm. What changed throughout that process? You know, like, what did you change, you know? Um, And yeah, I mean, it's a a crazy thing, you know, And, and I think... It kind of ties in with being com- with the people that are complacent is they're shut off to the world. Yeah, they're shut off to. They're in their head only. They're shut off to gaining new skills here and there. They're shut off to trying these things because it it just doesn't seem possible to them. Mm-hmm. But you won't know if you don't try. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I told myself as soon as I graduated college, like I got a finance degree. Um, I was like, I'm not rushing into a job. You know, I'm not rushing into a job. I'm not. Even if I was at my lowest point financially, something always turned around. Yep, something did. Same here, brother. I've been to zero many times. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's a kind of like a reassuring feeling like keep going. You're almost there. Just like keep going a little bit more. Um, And, and I just told myself, and it's tough because you get that external pressure, even though on the front you say, you know, I'm doing my own thing. You know, I'm not going to do a nine to five. I'm not going to do this. Mm -hmm. And everybody's saying like, Oh, nine to five suck. This, this, and that. No, it goes back to the idea of if you love what you do, keep doing it. And Yes, there is pressure. When you do decide to go down your own route, when the majority of people are into that nine to five world, you branch off, go down your own thing. You're going to have them kind of, even if they might be supporting you, they're going to throw comments here and they're like, why are you doing that? Like, why don't you just get a job? And like that, you think about that at night. And people don't understand that has a big effect. You know, when they wake up, they go to their secure job, have their secure pay at the end of two weeks. And you're like trying to figure out how am I going to get this money? You know, Mm. how am I going to make it work? How am I going to make more money than what I did? Mm. And a lot of people don't realize those little comments and even just... Like just really just like the smallest comment really does affect you but it you determine how much it affects you you know and that's it and, and that's it's about it. your environment that's too Big right because like yeah i mean and you probably know this too like yeah i i don't really at this point in life want to be around anybody who i don't want to be like mm. you know and it's just because i know the power of it mm. and my clients are millionaires deck of millionaires like you name it um they're not perfect nobody's perfect yeah. like they all they <laughs> all make mistakes they yeah. Um, you know, but at least it's like, well, 
shit, I do want to have more money, mm. you know? So I'm like, okay, I'll surround myself with these people, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's like, maybe I don't want to become them, yeah. but I, I know, push yeah, surrounding myself, more. you don't want to be the fucking biggest guy in the gym because now it's like, you have no, you yeah. can't look at that guy and be like, what is he doing? Oh mm-hmm. shit, how'd he get that big? Like, it's really, it comes back to that analogy. But I don't know if you think about this, but I think, especially when it comes to, you know, Goggins or Jocko mm. or any of these people who are just like these more motivational people, like, mm you have to commit to brainwashing yourself because if you don't somebody else will Mm. and they will and not that somebody else will just nobody will which Mm. is way worse it's way worse to it's like you believe in nothing you fall for anything right Mm. so like i truly think that like i'm the same like you you probably as well like i'm just a normal guy like i just i could live any life and i just choose to listen to the goggins and listen to the you know, et cetera, you know, any, anybody at my let, you name it. Mm. And because even when I'm listening to that, even if I don't, I could say, yeah, I don't need this podcast. Like I'm good. Like I got enough motivation for me. Motivation is not a, not the problem, right? Like I'm always mm. ready to act. Yeah. Um, it's more low. So like planning and things like that, yeah. that I don't get into, but I'm like, I'm down. Like I am down. I'm committed to kind of go on that ride yeah. and just maybe have to get a little bit more, maybe just be uncomfortable and be like, oh, wow, I can't believe that. Like, even right now, I got habits in my life that I want to break. I know there's resistance to those habits, and I know I'm making the excuses, and I know, like, me and my, you know, friends do this together, and it's because we do it together that it's okay. And, Mm. you know, it's like, there's so many rabbit holes that you could go down, but I'm, like, so committed once i found it but i was also naturally interested in the personal development which i, which I think most people are very resistant to yeah but i had nobody in my life so i went into that because i literally had nobody around yeah. i didn't hang out with anybody it was like years went by and i was just you just know you. locked in just me man so it's like sometimes that's all yeah, you need though is just it is be on your own a little bit i'm down brain you know brainwash if you're gonna fucking do it you might it might as well be positive you yeah. Know? yeah like even if it doesn't work like that's my whole thing it's like even if you don't want to, even if you don't want to change your life, even if none of it's going to work, mm. it's still worth it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. It's crazy. I, I, I'm a, I'm a big Goggins guy and I've heard a lot mm-hmm. of people say bad things about it. And I'm like, Dan Crenshaw. It's yeah. It's like, it's like, I'm like <laughs> Navy SEAL versus Navy SEAL. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, can you guys calm down? It's that whole thing. Like, yeah, it just so is unbelievable to me when I see these people just discrediting what he does. Yeah. You can't discredit the physical things that he did. Yeah. Coming from, he lost I think it was 80 pounds in the two months or but a I month think or whatever it was. Like, I wanted to actually talk about this. Dan Crenshaw is not understanding. Like, mm. I don't I don't subscribe to Goggins because he was a Navy SEAL. Mm. I really don't care. Mm. Like, I just, like, I take value from him as a person. Like, does, I yeah. don't care if he saw battle or didn't. Like, the whole point of Goggins was not, I love the story. Yeah. And I love that him being a SEAL and then him being one of the only people to go through to do, the different yeah. schools and all that. That's part of the story. Like it, it just it just reinforces yeah. what he does now. It's but, like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, but it's like millions of people took value from him, and it, none of them cared. It, like mm. the military wasn't an important point in their, of mm. that story for them. They they wanted the motivation. They, they wanted yeah. the discipline of the story. It's like it's about the outcome. It's yeah. not about the credentials. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like no, it. we could get caught up all day about how Dan Crenshaw got shot in the fucking eye or shrapnel. It's yeah. like, yeah, dude, that's your story, bro. Yeah. Like. You did not, you are a politics guy, mm. do that really well. That's it. You don't motivate people like Goggins. Goggins That's Goggins him. doesn't care about that. He doesn't po- go to politics to try to say, Dan Crenshaw had this fucking vote back in 96 and we shouldn't vote for him. Like yeah. He's not tearing your shit down, but you know, man, it's like tearing yeah. somebody else's shit down 
only brings yours down. Yeah, it I doesn't just, bring you up. I've never felt any just happiness doing that or any type of just comes back to the comments, yeah, right? It's, like it's it's just a crazy thing. One thing I have uh, one thing I took from Goggins recently actually was uh, not took, but I, like I credit to him the the mind. Obviously, my, he's had a huge effect on my mindset. Yeah, and a big reason on the races that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, like for example, for my marathon, I'll get back to what I was gonna say. But yeah. for my marathon. We could kind of dive into this. Um, I'd love to. So I ran my first half marathon with only a month of training um, in November. It was the Disney half marathon. It was an awesome time. Never been to Disney before. It was my first time. The race was through Epcot and everything. It was an awesome time. Me, my mom, my sister, we agreed to do it. One month of training. I ran it in an hour and 30 minutes. One and and a half hours. Um, 10 of my, or top 20 in my age group out of thousands of people. Um, And I was like, okay. I could do this. Um, so then I ran a tri a triathlon, a sprint triathlon early in the next year. And then from there, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna sign up for my first marathon. I'm gonna do it. And I kid you not, the next day, um, like this is where like when I talk about like you can't you can't you can only prepare prepare for so much, you know. Life is gonna come at you either way. hundred you know? yeah. percent. I signed up for my first marathon. The next day I was in the hospital with the kidney disease. Out of nowhere. I've always been a healthy guy my whole life. I've had my stuff. I have my allergies here and there. Like, I'm allergic to a lot of things. I have asthma. Um, ended up with a kidney disease. And I was in the hospital for two days. And doctors had no clue where it came from. Uh, it was minimal change disease. It was like a form of nephrotic syndrome. And I was on heavy steroids for three months after that. And jacks, it jacks your body up. You know, it's just everything. Um, it, it's said to make you more moody, more angry. You snap quicker, which wasn't really me because I've been really big on analyzing before I speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, you know, fast forward a few weeks later, I'm fronted with the question, like, I now have 45 days left to get ready for a marathon, which is no, you could get ready for a half marathon in a month, which is what I did. You know, and it was honestly, I was not as knowledgeable in the running world as I am when the marathon came about. I'm like, how am I going to do this? And this is what I, this goes back to before where I had people tell me, just push it back, bro. Like there's, you're not, you don't need to do this. Like just push it back, get good training, get proper training. Thought back to Goggins. I'm like, this guy ran, what is it? Like 10 ultras in a row each weekend or whatever it was. Dude, in the cold, when he has a disease that he can't warm up his fucking body. Yeah, and he ran one with only like two weeks of preparation or something like that. Whatever it is. After he did another one. It was in his first book. And then in his second (laughs) book, I'm like, how did he just top everything he did in his first book? And so I, when when people told me that, I'm like, you don't know me. Mm -hmm. I can get ready for this marathon in 45 days. Is it going to be a lot? Is it going to be easy? No. That's why I want to do it though. Because I crave just that, just the hardship part of life the part that people don't want to confront i cr- i just crave finding that and i find it in ways where i don't even expect i think running a marathon is going to be the hardship no 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 you're going to get a kidney disease you're going to be fronted with the question you have 45 days to get ready what are you going to do with it now yeah and so i mean it's just it's just because he's had an effect on my mindset i immediately thought back to goggins like what would goggins do you know and i'm not goggins by any means he's a human i'm a human at the end of the day mm-hmm. he did those things why can't I, you know, yeah. I had a goal. I set out for, to run a th- uh, marathon in under three and a half hours. So three hours and sub three thirty, Cause I looked at what the average time was for a male to finish. It was three forty-two. I'm like, I want to be better than the average. I'm going to go three thirty. We'll be modest. 26 miles. Yep. 26.2 miles. Um, that's holding a seven thirty minute per mile pace in 45 days with no running base built up. 
I was able to get the mileage in that I needed to. Come race, come race day, I want to say a week before race day, my ankles, my calf, my Achilles was all jacked up, everything. Because your body can only take so much volume no matter who you are. Yep. It's not going to be easy though. you know. And I knew going into that when I committed to it, mm-hmm. committed to it. And when I was in physical therapy three times a week, sitting there like, damn, I can't run today. Like I literally couldn't run for two weeks. I had to be on a bike. I'm like, I went back to that initial thought. Like I knew this was going to happen coming into this. Yeah. Why am I even questioning, right? I ran that marathon in three hours and 17 minutes. Absolutely smashed my time. Uh, actually, my bad. The three sub 330 was an eight minute per mile pace. I ran it at a 730 pace. When people PR marathons, it's usually a five minute difference. I My whole training regimen was to run sub 330. Running it in 13 minutes less than what, it, than what I was reaching out to was, it was the best race I've ever ran, the best moment. One of the best, one of, one of my... Peaks in my life, you know, there's, there's, everybody has their own peaks. Uh, I'm sure starting a podcast or certain guests you had on were peaks for you. Everybody has their own peaks. That was a peak because of all the pushback I had when it was all, when I had that question, your face, yeah. you're faced with questions all the time with everything you do. It just depends on what you do with it. And that marathon taught me that, and this was last year, you know, it was recent. Like that marathon taught me that, you know, why can't, why can't you do this stuff? Like why can't why can't I run it in forty five days when everybody says oh you need to give yourself ten weeks? I didn't just run it. I and this is giving myself credit because I had almost like a therapist type of person tell me I should give myself more credit. But this is like I absolutely smashed my goal, yeah. you know. And that's seventeen minutes off of sub off of sub three hours, which is qualifying for Boston, and that's what I'm going for at the end of the year. Uh-huh. Um, so then, fast forward two months later, early January, I said, you know what? I'm going to sign up to run an Ironman. Now, typically the Ironman process, you can't do that in 45 days on a whim, right? You got to build that base up. I'm going to explain what an Ironman is in a second. Yeah. Um, when I s- signed up for the Ironman, family, friends, bro, just scale it up. Like don't like run a half Ironman, then a full Ironman. I said, why? Like, why though? Why, why do you want me to do that? Oh, because it's the safest way to do it. Like usually, usually, usually people do it this way. Like I'm not people. I'm me. I'm me. I'm not people. You know, I am not people. I've never been, I've never been the same as anybody else. I never will be, you know, and I've accepted that. I'm going to be different. It's good to be different. You're, you're, I'm not going to say you're supposed to because people are going to think different, but I don't want to be the same as everybody else. I don't want to think the same as everybody else. So I know me choosing to do that. I'm doing the right thing for myself. And again, this is where. I go back, you can't prepare for what life throws at you. Um, as soon as I was done running the marathon, I did, uh, I completed the Spartan trifecta, which is the super or the sprint, the super and the beast. I ran the beast a week after running the marathon. Two weeks after that, I joined a flag football league. You know, I was craving just competition. Tore my PCL. My worst injury in 13 years of football was a dislocated pinky, right? So after I healed from that, I look back, I'm like, I had... Two things that have been the worst injury-wise will count the kidney disease thus far my entire life. If I couldn't, I mean, football, I could have maybe prepared for that a little bit, maybe felt a little bit different. Fast forward, I'm two months into my Ironman training process. Now, an Ironman is a two and a half mile swim, followed up with a 113 mile bike ride, followed up with a marathon. People finish that around 13 and a half hours. My goal was going to be sub 13 <laughs> hours, which is crazy. You start the race mm-hmm. at 6 a.m., you finish at 7 p.m. You're all, you're all day, you're at it. 
and I knew signing up for that. I knew I knew what it was going to take, yeah. you know. And so, again, man, life it just comes at you really quick. I knew it was going to take more than just the physical part of it to get this race done. I went to bed latest nine o'clock every day. Woke up five, five thirty, four thirty sometimes, depending on what I had to do in the morning, bike ride, whatever it was. No drinking. Didn't go out. Barely saw my. Barely hung out with my friends. Yeah. My diet was as strict as possible. I did everything right. I took the most amount of safety precautions that I could. I go to work like I do on Saturday. I'm teaching a class. I'm showing them a single leg box jump. I jump up, jump down, tear my tear a ligament in my ankle. You can't prepare for this type of stuff. And you know, and again, you know, I'm thinking like, man, is life about to hit me with this two piece right now? Of like, you're gonna now do an Ironman with only two and a half, three months of training. This is where safety comes into play. Because an Ironman is not only just a marathon, you know, you're able to do that in 45 days. You know, I proved that. Not a lot of people have ever done that before and ran the time that I ran. And I'm, and I accept that. And I know that. And I'm very aware of that. An Ironman is very different. I know many people who have gotten hurt. And again, I'm not people, but maybe, and I looked at it, I was, maybe this is not ready for do it. I'm not ready to do it yet. Maybe this isn't my time to do it. Again, debated back and forth. As soon as, I kid you not, as soon as I rolled, I thought I rolled my ankle. I coached two classes after that on one foot um, that day. Then I went to the hospital. And as soon as I rolled my ankle, I'm like, the first thing I thought of was my three and a half hour bike ride I was going to have to do later in the day. I'm like, man, how am I going to do this? All right. So then I get to the doc, I get to the doctors, x-rays and stuff. That's where the pain was setting in. And I'm like, this is not just a rolled ankle. And I immediately thought like, all right. I went on, I went on to Google. I'm like, how long does it take for a torn ligament? How long does it take for many torn ligaments? Uh, everything was like six to eight weeks or possibly a few months. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get, I'm going to heal in five weeks. If I heal in five weeks, how much time do I have to get ready for this Ironman? It would only leave me with a month left. So I'm like, okay, okay, what do I do? Uh, I sat up for the next week just thinking like, what, what am I going to do right now? You know, what am I going to do? I was looking for signs, looking for something. I was like, what, am, what do I do? You know, and I came to the decision of pushback, you know, be the, do, do this. It, it just, it, there wasn't, I didn't feel the same way I felt with my marathon and I had to make that decision just to push it back. Because even if I did feel good come Ironman, which would be in three weeks from today, even if I did feel good, the ankle was going to be, was going to be kicking during the race. It was going to be hurting. And, it, and I, and I didn't want to. My sister's boyfriend made a point. He's like, I know how crazy this is and I know you want to do it. He's like, I don't want to see you barely get by. I want to see you crush it. And I thought about that. I'm like, damn. He's right. You know, I never want to do anything just half. You know, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in all the time, no matter what. And I thought about that. And that little comment, that's why you got to have these people in your circle. You got to have these people in your uh, your foxhole, I think is what David Goggins calls it. Yeah, foxhole. Um, that comment kind of sat with me. I'm like, you know what? He's right. I ended up pushing it back. I'm going to be going to Arizona in November. Um, and again, it's this is why you got to be open to these signs, right? So I'm working with this company, All Day Running Co. They host an event full of high-class people. I wasn't able to go because that was the race day for my Ironman. I was not able to go. A week after I decided to not run the race... A woman I'm like, the woman I'm working for or whatever, uh, making videos for, she like is kind of telling me what to do. She emails me saying, do you want a free ticket? 
you know, do you want a free ticket to come to the event? I'm like, right there, I sat back in my chair before I answered. I'm like, mm-hmm. so this is how things were supposed to work out. In the moment when things seem so terrible, when you tear a ligament, when you're in the hospital with a kidney disease, when you tear your PCO, when you're like, when you do every safety precaution to, for this stuff not to happen, and it does. And in the moment, you don't see how, the, like, why this is supposed to happen. Why? Like, I, I asked the question, again, it goes back to why. I asked the question why so many times, like, why? Like, why does this have to happen right now? You know, I was feeling so good. That's why, you know, maybe yeah. I'm meant to go to this event that's coming up in two weeks yeah. or three weeks, which was the same day as my race. Maybe I'm meant to go to it to meet somebody that's going to change the trajectory, yeah. trajectory of my future. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe I wasn't meant to do the Ironman at this point. And that was a, that was confirming my decision of pushing it back, confirming that I took the signs correctly that were given to me to push it back. And, you know, I just kind of went off on a tangent there, but like it, it's, you got to be open to this type of stuff. You can only prepare so much. Life's going to, life's going to punch in the mouth sometimes and you're not going to be able to prepare for it, but it's going to be how you're going to handle it. You know, as soon as I was done or as soon as I, I couldn't walk for two weeks uh, after I tore my uh, leg in my my ankle, you're supposed to. Be, I'm supposed to be on crutches. I was every day. I would see how much I could walk because I would still just have that thing in my mind. Like I want to try to get better before five weeks, just to prove that I could do it. Come five weeks, I was able to jog. I was able to get a good jog going, which is fast. And the, and the physical therapists were telling me like, oh, you kind of healed a little bit quick, quicker than we thought. I'm not 100 percent yet. I knew I wasn't going to be 100 percent at this point, but it's like it just kind of reinforced the fact that. My body's different, you know, and I never yeah. go to what Google says when it comes to injuries because I know my body's going to heal faster than, yeah. than anybody else because yep. of how conditioned, how strong the muscles are, the ligaments, everything around it, everything, all the work that I put in to get my body in the best shape, I know it's different than what Google is suggesting, right? And so it's just, I don't know, it's it's a, <clears throat> this this recent year, this last 365 days, not even, six months, yeah. has been a very very uh eye-opening uh and it's kind of questioned my like almost i don't want to say integrity but like my i'm trying to think of the word but it's kind of it's kind of questioned a lot of what i believe in and like what i how i view everything like like it's left me like with a lot of questions what are you going to do now you know Mm -hmm. what are you going to do what are you going to do with this like we're going to give you this what are you going to do with this um and it's just been a crazy uh a crazy ride you just can't prepare for um you can't prepare for life you can only prepare so much you know, it's, it's, and at the end of the day, again, I, I'm a little bit religious. Like I said, your plan mm-hmm. doesn't align with God's plan. You know, he's got his plan for you, whether you believe in God, whatever the universe has its plan for you. Yes. Yep. Has its plan for you. It, your plan is not going to align with, with mm-hmm. God's plan, universe's plan, whatever you want to look at it. It doesn't align sometimes. Sometimes it does. Sometimes you do what you're meant to do. Then other times you're not meant to run that Ironman at this time. Yeah. You're meant to kill it in November. Right. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, you got to be open to that stuff rather than shut it off and just sulk and be sad about everything and cry about it. Like, like, why did this happen? Like, it's like, it's just so stupid. It's never going to get better. Like, you're not going to learn from any of that if you do feel bad for yourself. Yeah. You yeah. can feel bad for yourself for a few days after it happens, yeah. maybe a week after. No, take your time. Rightfully yeah. so. Yeah. You know, recover yeah. from it. Take the time you need. Yeah. Recover from it. You know, I'm not saying like a week after you should be swimming in a pool because that's the only thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, uh, you know, you give yourself credit where credit is due and and yeah i mean it just goes back to the idea like you can't prepare what life wants to when life wants to punch in the mouth a little bit but then you just got to roll with the punches you know you just go you just kind of flow with it and go and and uh it's every every thing that happens is so 
this kind of goes back to the complacent people. You're not going to experience a lot of that, a lot of that, a lot of life punching in your mouth because you're not reaching out as much. You're not, you're not, you're not reaching out of that little comfort zone. You're not, you're not kind of diving out into these new things. That's where you're going to experience more life. When you're in your comfort zone, it's what you know is good. It's you're in your little circle. It's what you know is good, what you feel safe in. You're diving out into this, into this uncomfortable area. You don't know. You don't know. You're into uncharted waters now, you know, and that's where life's really going to start throwing some punches at you. But then that's where you kind of just yeah, the deep end is where you learn it. to that's swim, it. right? That's it. That's it. And that's, and that's it comes back to Goggins, man. Yeah, that's why I try to tie everything in. I try to tie yeah. it all in with you know, and, and complacent people they live in their comfort zone. They live. They live in that little bubble. They live in that. They don't want to reach out and try these new things, you know, because mm-hmm. they don't want life to hit them, you know. But it's because how they view. No, it. everybody needs to run back that that ten minutes, <laughs> man, a hundred percent. And and what I gathered from it is like you you're not overcomplicating your purpose, mm. right? Like you're kind of going like, whether this Ironman's my purpose or not, mm. it's what I'm doing. Yeah. Like you don't go halfway through the race and you're like, you know what, this actually wasn't my purpose. Yeah. I'm just going to dip out. You know, it's like, mm. there's so many, there's a there's a one million ways to not do it, mm. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's I, only one way to do it. <laughs> not a lot of, I think it was, <laughs> the thing. I think it was less than 1% or it was like 0.01% of people in the world run an Ironman. Yeah. And that type of stuff excites me. And I bet you're thinking about ultras too. That's on the list. Yeah, I mean, you can't read Goggins and not be like, I want to do that. 100 miles on the list for next year. First, I uh, first I want to run that Ironman in November, and then I'm going to qualify for, I'm going to run sub three hours for my next marathon, which is in September, to qualify for Boston for next year. Uh, that's always been a goal of mine. And the scaling process of it has been, ultras is on the list. Yeah. I'm going to get this Ironman out of the way first. Mm. Um, I love it. And yeah, you know I mean? I mean, it's a... Uh, the thing is with me, like I'm not able to use my legs. So like now I've been on this four week, uh, five week journey of trying to hit 315 bench. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's been like, yeah, I, switch I made, it up, switch up the goal, whatever series, it is. Yeah, I made Dude, a series yes. out of that. And then that's where I started the morning cold plunges and, or the I didn't even get into and, the bench videos yet. Yeah, I'll have to check those out. And it's kind of, uh, I've just been finding ways of, all right, how can I continue to, to chase out something or to push my comfort zone when I can't literally yeah. do anything with my feet? Everything yeah. I was doing in the past with my feet it was a running. It was whether I was learning how to, or trying to dunk or whatever it is. Like I, you need your feet for everything. Like, like it is. And I, and I tried to figure out a way to, you know, I was benching in, in a boot. I was uh, deadlifting in a boot. I was trying to do everything I could um, when I had a little bit of leeway to work with, mm-hmm. you know, when I got a little bit of that leash kind of like a little, um, a little, given, a little give in the leash. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of, I'm not doing, I wasn't overdoing it, but I was just kind of working with, with what I had at the time. Um, and so that's why that, but that's the way I think though. Like, what can I do now? I can't use my mm-hmm. feet. What can I do now? I've always wanted to bench 315, never was able to. Mm-hmm. And it's not very common at, you know, my weight. Let's do it. You yeah. know, let's go yeah. for it. So it's, you know, that's, it's just that, that same mindset of just always just trying to see what your body can do. And that's, the basis that's me you know that that's matt that's what i do it's it's just trying to see what my body can do and in doing so hopefully it, whether i have a million followers and i only affect one person in that way my life affects one person in that way fine or whether it I'm affects good. a thousand people awesome as long as i'm just able to have kind of like a um, a stamp on people's uh, like life timeline then that that's my goal just to kind of like oh i did this because you know I saw Matt do this or I saw this, even if it's not directly, even if it's just like almost like subconsciously in a way from seeing my videos consistently, like mm-hmm. you subconsciously want to run a race, but you don't physically credit mm-hmm. me for doing that, mm-hmm. which is a lot of people. It's yeah. a lot of people. Um, 
that's fine. Just as long as I had some type of push for you to find. If the outcome is you doing a thing you wouldn't have done. Yeah. And we're, just just and we're find set. what you want to do, you yeah, know, and yeah. what you want to do and also what you can do. That's the thing. Like you don't know what you can do unless you try. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it, like I said, this recent year has just been a lot of, uh, a lot of punches in the mouth and, uh, and yeah, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> been a crazy thing but uh i I love it all i love it all i love to look back on it and just like you know i got through that i could get Mm -hmm. through this and then oh well you're gonna get a kidney disease all right well i don't know how i'm gonna get through this i never really had to do this before but i'm gonna find a way Mm -hmm. got through that okay you never tore a ligament before but we're gonna give you this one too all right i've never done this before like how am i gonna get through this yep got through that so you know it's it's good. It's good to have like i said before it goes back to those low points it's good to have those low points get a taste of it and then Oh no, you weren't really at your lowest. You got a little bit lower to go. We're gonna give you this torn ligament. See how you deal with it, you know. And um, yeah, it's just, I'd like to, uh, if you don't mind, I'd yeah, like to yeah. zoom in a little bit on you because you, I in the last six months have definitely woken up to the fact that I was just bro lifting, just like mm-hmm. normal lifting. Yeah, not pushing. Yeah, just kind of maintenance. Dude, maintaining is so easy. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's so it fucking easy, it bro. I can like look fine on the beach yeah. and i don't have to do anything that's now it. like i can work out three days a week mm. it's like fucking derek from more plates more dates like mm. he's just yeah, like yeah, yeah i can work out four days a week and yeah. i'm fucking jacked to the gills you know it's like it's not me but in that sense it's it's actually easier for me to make to do less mm. because i can do less because i put the work in for the last eight years yeah so i and especially the first four when i was obsessed yeah so i can do less now and still be good like i'd yeah. still be leagues ahead of other people so in the last, so I had my friend Jack um, send me his some workouts. You know, he mm. spoke to me for about thirty minutes. Yeah, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, man, like, all right, cool. I'll put together a program for you." Nice, bro. Fucking fuck, dude. I the leg day. It was. I looked at it. and I was like, I don't know if I I'm gonna do this. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I don't know if do I have to rethink yeah. me because I'm like. I'm not the type of person to not just do this. Yeah. But I also know how hard it's going to be. Mm. I was thinking about it. Yeah. 90 days on this program. Fucking three days on, one day off. Yeah. Amazing. I I didn't do legs for three years. Yeah, it's a lot of people go through that phase. Uh, yep. Yeah. A know. lot of females do it with arms. That's it, They yeah. think they're going to get bulky or something yeah, like no, that. It's, it's not- hey, my girl, she'll fucking outstairs stepper. You, me, yeah, everybody, I, I, bro. But when it comes, she's like, okay, I want to do the arm day with you, right? Like, for me, it's legs. It's like, yeah. eh, I, ran, I, how it is, I played like, soccer, yeah. fucking my legs are okay. Mm. You know, whatever. Until your calves start and get a little bit bigger and you're mm. like, oh, maybe I should do legs more, right? Yeah, yeah. But dude, that has like that wake up call of like him sending me the workouts. And now, dude, I'm obsessed with, I all I want to do, dude, I train legs and then the next day I run and see how yeah. far I can run. And then, yeah. and then, dude, I was biking and then running and then biking again. And mm. it's just like, Man, it's just like you you got to push through that yeah. that kind of mm, uh, the thing in your mind of this isn't for me or my mm. legs are fine or my arms are fine or yeah. I can't there's no peak, bro. There's no, no peak. That's but like a lot of, like a lot of people live in that maintenance phase and you yeah. can apply that to just life. Exactly. I was there for like 5 years. I was yeah. going through college, I ran a business. Yeah. I'm a fucking DJ. I work 7 days a week. Like it's just like there was so many ways for me to not do a lot of that stuff mm. and also still be physically in shape or look like I'm in shape. Yeah. And yeah, man, I think like now i'm like fuck i hate running so i'm gonna run 
Yeah. I don't want to do legs. So legs three days a week, even when I'm not going to do legs, you know, yeah. and it's, you got to have that, man. And I want to ask you, uh, I don't know why I fucking went on this tangent, but uh, it's, <laughs> no, it's all good. So now, so what I, the purpose of being on the new program was so I can gain some weight and get a little bit bigger. Cause I okay. wanted to get a little bit bigger. And that was just a personal thing for me because mm. people with our body type, we always want to get bigger. Yeah. So for you, how do you burn all those calories? Like, do you have to eat a lot of calories? Like for me, I will shrink up fast and, mm. and, all the times I got focused on running, I kind of stopped lifting. So maybe that's part of it mm. in terms of I would just put lifting on this to the side and then let myself get really skinny. Yeah. So how do I like, you know, do burn all the calories, do the biking, do the running and all that shit mm. and still kind of keep it on. So when it comes to your nutrition, your eating, mm. your, you know, and how that kind of fits into everything else, like. Maybe I'm just overthinking it and I'm like, I should just go and run and not worry about the fucking calories. But for me, it's, I don't, I'm not a natural, uh, overeater mm. at all. Like I just eat whatever, like it's hard for me to eat more. Mm. So yeah. Like what would you, what's your advice on that? What do you do when it comes to like nutrition, eating calories, yeah. et cetera? Yeah. So I, I used to track my calories maybe a year ago for a very short amount of time. The reason why I did it was because I wanted to get a gauge on what was what. Mm -hmm. You know, what a handful of rice is, what a handful of chicken is. Like, I just wanted to get an idea. Um, for me, diet, it changes all with what I'm doing. You know, right now, my main focus is not so much running. It's more of building up for that 315 bench. I need to put on a little bit of weight. This is the heaviest yeah. I've ever weighed in my entire life. What are you uh, at right now? I'm at 166. Yeah, my my piece, that's mine, that's mine too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm at like 150. 50 probably five right now mm -hmm. something like that yeah yeah so this is uh and with doing that like i haven't been running a lot you know i've been doing stair step or i've been biking i've been running maybe twice a week if uh but very short distances nothing crazy just three to five miles um and uh so i know if i do eat like i did in the past when i was training for my marathon i'm gonna gain a lot of weight so i took that and i'm like you know what? i'm gonna do it now has it been the healthiest way to eat I'm, I eat pretty healthy. Um, yeah. I'm pretty healthy. Um, what's your eating schedule like? Like, what's your, do you have, is it on schedule? Like, start me from the beginning of the day. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'll wake up in the morning. Um, right away, I'll just get some light carbs in me, whether it's, I honestly go right to veggie sticks. The veggie sticks, like the. You're better than me. I go to the bagel. So. Well, no, that too. So, I, I actually. <laughs> That's meant, a little bit later in the process. Okay, I forgot I won't, to. I won't uh, jump ahead. I won't jump ahead. No, no, I forgot to actually, I meant to actually go pick up some bagels uh, for that because I was going to do it before my workouts. But just some light carbs, whether it's mm -hmm. a. Um, the veggie sticks, whether it's even just like what time is this? Pretzels. Seven a.m. now or what uh, seven? Yeah, yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, nothing crazy. Though. I just need some type of fuel for my workouts. Um, if I'm going to do a little bit more, then I'll eat a little bit more. So if I'm going to work out, then run or like I'll legs, run, then work out. Some yeah. big leg day or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, once I get home, I will uh, from the from the gym every morning. Every morning, go to the gym no matter how, what. How long are you in the gym? An hour, two hours? It depends what I'm doing. Okay. Bench days are a little bit longer because I a lot more volume, so Got it's it. going to take a little bit longer. I, um, by the way, next episode we'll do workouts. Just, we don't have time. No, yeah, I'm not going to yeah. get into the. I just want to let people know that we're going to do it. It's just not this one. Yeah, yeah no, I'll uh, I could get I could get into that and stuff, uh, and then running and all that. Just yeah, we'll go. We'll go it. there. I want to I want to have. Well, hey, dude, you're going to be back on soon. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, I'm down. Like I said, I'm down for, for everything. You know, I, I'm, I'm always open to it. Um, so yeah, it just depends. Uh, bench stays a little bit longer just because more volume and stuff. Um, usually an hour and a half. That's my longest mm -hmm. usually. Um, that's me too. Yep. If I go play, because I go to LA Fitness, uh, if I go play basketball after, I'll shoot around a little bit. Um, again, I just like being well-versed in kind of everything. So like I'll shoot around, play basketball, do whatever. So whatever. 
I'll get home um, and I'll have some type of just heavy loaded, just protein and carbs. Uh, a lot of people have been on that type of thing where it's just you know a lot of protein, a lot of protein, just strictly protein. Where after you lift, you need the carbs. You know, you need some carbs. Yeah. Um, whether it's chicken and rice, uh, I, I've been trying to cook a lot more and get a little bit fancy with my type mm -hmm. of post-workout meals to kind of treat myself for what I did. Um, so it kind of ranges, but the gist of it is just heavy protein, uh, heavy carbs. Just just refill your body, fuel your body, uh, give your body everything it needs to go through that growth and repair process, or your muscles, I should say. Um, then I'll go up to my room. I will uh, do some work. Most of my work is really from my phone, from my laptop. Uh, and then before I go to actual work, which is working at a, uh, at a gym at like an athletic performance type of gym, um, I'll eat any type of just lunch meal, really nothing, nothing crazy. Yeah. Uh, I'm not looking to go into the gym, just feeling like full as can be just yeah. some, but again, it's not like bad stuff. You know, it's yeah. not something where it's like, I'm going to stop at Popeye's or any fast food. I don't really mm. eat fast food anymore. I never mm. really had a liking towards it. I don't drink soda. Yep. Um, so like those are stuff that adds up. Do I eat candy? Yes, you know, but I've been a lot more strict with that. Um, I've been trying to kind of maintain my cravings a little bit because, again, I look at it. I'm like, I used to give myself so many excuses of why I should have it. Well, you know? and if you buy it, you're eating it. So. Yeah, that's the thing, and it's going down quick. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> and if you know me, uh, you know I like Bro, candy. The bag, so it's, I don't uh, care what's in the bag. It's, it's gone, gone, motherfucker. It's gone. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, you finished the whole bag. That's that was that, gone. A that while was light ago. work, son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I limit myself to only two times a week, uh, and again, it's part of that account. Two times a week for like cheat, like eating candy or something. Eating like candy, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but that's in our accountability thing. Like, if I have it more than two times, I owe ten dollars. So, do you? What about like smoking weed, alcohol, stuff like that? <clears throat> Were you ever into drugs or anything like that, or like smoking? You, no, no, yeah. no, never got into it. Um, I never did. I just I was around it a lot, not mm -hmm. in my family or anything. Just yeah. you know, being on the football team and, and, Jersey and in college too. and stuff. And yeah, smokes weed. Yeah, I never really got into it. Um, drinking, yes. Yeah. Uh, it depends now what I'm doing. Right. Mm -hmm. It all depends on what I'm doing physically. If I'm training for an Ironman, I probably won't drink throughout that whole prep. Yeah. If I, my it just slows so much of your shit and down. And you don't realize for days, it. You don't, man. Because it affects your sleep. Well, man. we're, we're well, with us, you could go and kill a workout the mm. next day. Like, if you're 56 years old, it's mm. not as easy to yeah. do that. Like, you can push through, is what I'm yeah. saying. It's like yep. fucking John Jones. He's like, yeah. I did, I just, he's like, I was still on Coke when I fucking fought yeah. that at yep. you, and I still did it. It's like, there's people like that, but that's not everybody. But for, for, for real, nobody, we don't understand. Most people just don't register how much it does affect you. Yeah. Especially because when you're young, it, it, it seems like it's not. You feel invincible. You feel invincible. You know, so it's, it's, and but yeah, I wanted to touch on the vices because I'm like, if he fucking already overcame that, that's what I'm fucking <laughs> overcoming right now, dude. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's been Constantly. tough. Just the eating says when I just, and I usually get home around 6 30, and I'll eat yeah. right away when I get home. I don't want to eat too late. I'll never eat really past like nine or 10. Yeah. Um, Right when I get home, I just usually have my typical three meals, uh, and it just depends on what I'm going for, you know. Yeah. And it's it depends on the food I'm putting in, uh, quantity, quality, all depends on what I'm going for. What What are you doing at? Um, because you said you work at a gym too. Like, do you are you taking clients? Do you like work just for that gym? Like, how does that? Are you a personal trainer? Like, how yeah. Does that so work? Uh, it all ties in the football, kinda. Nice. I grew up training at that gym uh from going into my freshman year and continued throughout college when we would come home for the summer i would go right to that gym and train and then so uh, the owner was like yo you, you want to help train here i'm like yeah sure um and so i was working just soloing with clients a little bit uh just on the weekends just here and there work with one or two kids yeah. um sorry i kind of skipped over something uh after um i was done with football my 
defensive back coach from high school reached out to me. He started up his, uh, it's called D-backs Academy. Uh, and he works with some high-level guys, some guys in the NFL and stuff. And he reached out to me. He's like, yo, like if you're open to it, come train. And I'm like, all right. And from then on, it's four years now, I've been working with here and there. There was one summer where I worked with a ton of NFL guys. You know, I would give them looks and I would also do ball drills with them, footwork stuff. And and like I would be doing one-on-ones against these high-level guys, even yeah. though I'm retired technically. Yeah. Um, and then that, he then fed me two receivers and that started into what I do on the weekends uh, is I'm going right to somebody after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anywhere from middle school to NFL, uh, footwork, ball drills, wide receiver stuff, whatever it is in the wide receiver realm of, of the sport. Got it. That's what I Can do. you name any of the NFL guys or no? Uh, Jabril Peppers, Russell Douglas, um, Darnay Holmes, and- uh, Damn, son, we should have started on that. And uh, Xavier McKinney. <laughs> That's a clip. Yeah. Um, nice, so I've man. Worked Amazing. With them. How did that? So let me just zoom in on that, man, because that's really important. I, mm. I just think it's really cool because everybody has this idea of NFL players. Mm. Did you notice anything? I, I assume you did, but like, is there a mindset difference with them? Is there something like Jabril Pepper? Is it just, are they just like, a, it's just like working out with it like anybody else? Like, more disciplined. Have you noticed anything? More disciplined yeah. in their craft. Got it. Got um, it. More precise, detailed. They, they're relying more on their technique than. Yeah. Cause it's like they have the physical. It's like now it's just those micro yeah. kind of movements. And I'm, and I'm very analytical with that stuff. Like, yeah. if I. You have it in the I don't mind. expect going in there to win every rep with them by yeah. no means. Yeah. yeah. But I expect to win a handful. That's just me holding myself to mm-hmm. higher, to mm-hmm. higher standard. Uh, and we do. We go back and forth. They obviously, the better you are, the better they. Yeah, yep. It is for them too. That's why they they kept wanting to work with me during that that time frame because I was giving them good work. And I'm like, all right, I'm mm-hmm. doing something right. I'm gonna keep doing it. Yeah. And me being very analytical, um, I would look at everything that they do, even when they were working with somebody else, and I was kind of not going through a rep right now. I would kind of look at them and see what what are they doing different than what guys I've been going against my entire life. Yeah. Very disciplined with their craft. Stuff they learned day one, they perfected that. Whether yeah. it's firing the feet at the line. They have perfected the basics, mastered the basics, and then built off that into- To where it becomes- To where it's just automatic react. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it, got it, got it. And that's what a lot of athletes skip is they kind of go through the basics, whether you're going through a box drill, a slant drill, whatever it is, like, oh, we've done that before. But have you mastered it yet? Is it second nature? You know, and I I give myself credit when it comes to wide receiver work. I- you could toss me on an NFL team and I'll and I'll and I'll work with NFL guys mm-hmm. right away, just teaching them stuff maybe they haven't even learned yet or yeah. haven't even done yet. I give a different perspective to the the position of being a wide receiver. Um, this is why I say like I'm kind of just all over the place. You know, I kind of try to do everything, uh, but that's something that comes naturally. I don't plan out my sessions prior. I don't plan out what I'm going to go over. Yeah, because every receiver is different. You know, every athlete's different. So I tailor mm-hmm. it to that person to what they have. That's to what I, I do the same thing, man. I help yeah. people uh, do this you know, oh, nice. make podcasts, nice, nice, right? Nice. Yeah, so I've been agency and, uh, yeah, man, like Very good. I, it's, it's so much fun. Like yeah. I'm, I have a call at four, um, mm. this will be my first call with this guy and I'm starting to help him, you know, create his podcast. Yeah. And, you know, I've been doing it for a few years now and it's mm. like, it's just so you can't, I think that's been part of, we're not a massive company or anything, but the fact that we're still around yeah. is really the taking that approach to everything because mm. anytime somebody asks you hey i'm a receiver what do i do mm. you don't answer you ask a question yeah right so you say what type of receiver are you or what have you done already or you yeah. start asking them questions right and i think there's so much of this world that wants to take three tips and just go do it yeah. 
And those three tips may be good tips yeah. for the next guy. Yeah. But not for you, man. I really like that. Yeah. That, that's included in your approach as yeah, well. Yeah. I've, uh, I've, I've also was the receiver coach for two high schools uh, within the past three years. Um, and uh, it's funny you say that, actually. One of the kids reached out to me this morning. He goes, hey, coach, I've been working crazy this offseason. You know, he's like, I want to start. He's a, he was a freshman. He's not going to be a sophomore. Great kid. Mm-hmm. He's 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 going to be killing it. Same type of frame as me. Nice. You know, I see yeah. a lot of myself in him. And if he's watching this, keep going. I don't know if he is, though, or he's going to. Um but he reached out to me and he said what you said. He goes, I've been working on it. He's like, what drills can I do to get better? Yeah. And I'm like, that's a very vague question, very broad question. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what do you need to work on? And that's immediately what I asked him next. So what, what do you what think, do you, think what, you need? What's, what do you yeah. think is your something that's holding you back yeah. from being the best receiver you can be or yeah. becoming your receiver? Uh, and that's the immediate question I go to because I'm not going to, yeah. it's not a say all be all for the mm-hmm. position. You know, you can do that at a young age, just get them to, to get good at the basics. But when it comes to high school guys that yeah. can grasp the information better, I can't give the same thing I'm giving to a middle schooler. I got to tailor it to them. Yeah. You know, what do you need to work on? You know, what, and I don't want to get into like all like the football stuff, but whether you're a taller guy and you need to work on high pointing a football or whatever it is, or whether you're a smaller guy, you need to work on getting out of your brakes a little bit quicker. Like this is stuff that I had to go through because I was not gifted being the best on the field. You know, I was not gifted being that. I had to put in all this work. I did a lot of it by myself. I didn't have a trainer. I didn't have any of that. I did work out at, at the gym, the the athletic performance gym. But I didn't have like a personal trainer like mm-hmm. all these kids have nowadays when it comes to the actual position and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so through me actually forcing myself to go through that growth process and actually being my biggest critic and picking, just filming everything, mm-hmm. not posting it, filming everything yes. and like, okay, I rose up a little bit too high out of that break or okay, I rose up a little bit too early or okay, I'm drifting on this route, drifting on that. I became very, this is where the analytical process started was early on. I'm like, I got to do this better. And that's just, the whole thing of being analytical of everything I do, whether yes. it's even playing disc golf, whatever it is, like just stuff like that. I think that's what I got from Rob Deerdeck, mm. to be honest with you. Because yeah. when I talk to him, dude, he's so... People would be like, oh, it's a feeling. How am I supposed to keep track of that? You're, you you already lost. Yeah. They already figured it out. Yeah. Like, that's an excuse. Like, yeah. it's like Deerdeck has a whole life, his, his entire life mm. in a spreadsheet. Really? His whole life. Wow. He grades his morning, his entire day. Wow. And it, I'll send you the interview, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fucking, I'll like send you one of his out. videos too. You would love his podcast. Yeah. It's really good where he goes into all this shit. It's like mm. the difference between, I don't know if this was him or him and him and Ed Milet is ridiculous. You would love it. It's the, it, one of the craziest interviews ever. Yeah, definitely send me that. The difference between the top 90% or the bottom 90 and the top 10 is is a lot, right? Mm. It's a pretty big gap. Substantial. The difference between the top 10 and the top one is pretty substantial yeah the difference between the top one and the one percent of the one percent yeah is like all of those all of that analytical analysis all of the those details the all those detail, micro yeah. movements like no the the fucking get that gap is mm. is just insane and it all comes down to that mindset yeah man. yeah no it's it's and i, and I uh, you know, I'm, I'm not saying i'm ever going to be like that top one one percent whatever it is like but that I understand the people that, that you train will though. Yeah, sure, I understand 100%. what it takes to get yeah. to that point. Yes, yes. You know, yeah. and, and and I've understood that for a long time and I don't even fully understand it yet. That's actually I, the point. You know, even if you're not, it. it's even better if you think that way, especially yeah. if you're not. But those people yeah. that are in that top one percent never wanted to stop learning. They yeah. never wanted to they they didn't they didn't think because I'm at the top of the world, I own one of the biggest mm-hmm. companies in the world yep. that I'm good. Yep. You know, I don't need to learn anymore. No, you can't to become in that top one 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 point zero zero one percent. Mm-hmm. And those people that are in that, yeah, 
never denied the opportunity to learn. Dude, you take every you just just copy Elon Musk, right? You just go, I'm going to do everything that he did. Your outcome is not the same, right? Because no. he thinks differently. Yep. Like he didn't buy Twitter for today. He yeah. bought Twitter for 10 years from now. Mm -hmm. You can't see it. Yeah. Because you are on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like because you're typing. <laughs> yeah. He fucking it's all way higher level yeah, yeah, than no. anybody understands so mm. it's just yeah man the more you learn like i said my clients you know just seeing like the way they move and yeah. what they do and i'm like you're oh, able to pick up fuck. on that stuff naturally yeah. like yeah exactly yeah. and like but i have to try to pick up on it mm. right it's like i could just be like well i fucking know podcast man where that's it dude i charge whatever anywhere from 200 to 500 an hour there's people that charge three thousand an hour yeah <laughs> there's people that charge 30 Grant Cardone is $35,000 an hour, right? So it's like, yeah, it's, uh, it's, my man, there's always a bigger guy in the motherfucking gym, oh yeah, son. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> my thing, though, is I, it was hard for me to, to get into this of, like, because now I'm, I probably have around six to eight clients that I work with consistently each week on the mm -hmm. weekends, all different age ranges. Yeah. My biggest thing is the charging part of it. I would yeah, do it all for free. I know I would, too. Bro. I would do it all because it just comes so natural. I feel like I don't have to charge because I'm... Because I'm not putting, I am putting effort yes. into it. I don't want to say that. Yep. I, it's it's just so natural to where it feels like I'm not putting effort into it. Yes. You know, I and know. stuff I say, stuff that I think they'll grasp easily, stuff that I've known for so long, they're like, oh, wait, I never knew that before. Like, mm -hmm. it's like, I'm like, oh, okay. So that was the biggest thing with me, too, is like actually, I can tell everything. Time is money, I can you know? tell how you, like, everything you do, you enjoy. Like, you are not going to do, you're the type of person where mm -hmm. it's like, you, you're, you're not a settling, settle for this for now type of guy. No, it's just not you, man. No. And and uh, dude, I really seriously, I don't want this conversation to end. Mm. I knew this was how this was going to be. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to get into all this because this yeah, is how a podcast works. Yeah. And there are people and we got to respect them. I mean, uh, shout out to everybody who has, you know, went through the entire podcast, whether they're fans of you or fans of me or just new to it. Mm. But um, for them, um, I want to bookmark. I want to save these, you know, 20 other topics that I have. Yeah. Um, and dude, this has been incredible. So yeah. much fun to talk to you. Um, and shout out to those people who uh, have listened and watched as well. And um, make sure to, you know, before we get out of here, man, I hate to cut it abruptly. I normally no, don't. No, you're good. Um, you're but good. I know it's... you got to get to a session. I, you know, I got calls. We a lot. <laughs> I'm working. Yeah, I was telling Brandon, I'm like, I got four to seven calls tonight. <laughs> you know, I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. But this is the our life, man. This is the mm. life that we live, dude. Um, I'm so thankful to Andrew as well for, for reaching well. out to you. Well, and yeah, um, yeah so make, let people know um, anything you want to plug, man. Literally anything give them the whether it's just your instagram we have it all in the description okay. as well but uh, yeah let them know where they can find you and uh yeah like i said anything else you want to plug I'll yeah um my instagram matt underscores leia uh like you said it'll be in the description um i mean i guess because i have the hat on uh, bpn subs spare performance nutrition uh started working with them my support link is also in my bio it's a, the, that community is just a whole lot of people like me uh so it's just grateful to be around and i'm very happy to be a part of it um, and yeah, my TikTok is my first and last name uh, with an extra A at the end. So Matthew Zalea uh, with, with just an extra A at the end. And uh, that's really it. You know, I don't really need to plug anything else. That's uh, that's it. That's me. Keep getting know? after it, right? Yeah. I mean, shit. Um, yeah, I'd love to create some content with you. Mm -hmm. I'd love to. I'd love to just train with you. Yeah. Cam cameras off. Cameras yeah. on. Doesn't yeah. matter. Um, oh, yeah, I'd love to figure out how to do that. And um, man, that's my shit. I just want to get around the right people, man. I just mm -hmm. want to see how you do it. See how you, you know, train, yeah. move, man. Um. 
we're going to do, I think what would be a cool idea, honestly, I don't care if anybody steals this because you got to have balls to do it. Mm. We got to do cold plunge New Jersey spots, right? Yeah. So let's do Delaware River. Okay. I don't give a fuck. Let's do the Hudson. I don't give a shit. Let's push ourselves. Let's yeah. do something different. Let's get out there. Let's do it. Hudson's a little um, crazy. <laughs> Hudson's is insane, but hey, man, for a fucking YouTube video, son, yeah, I'm all in, hey, baby. Atlantic anything, City, yeah. goes dodge some needles. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Um, but no, nah, man, my, my mind is just going as yeah. to what, what we can do, man. So I can't mm. I can't wait to uh, to keep you know doing this, make some content with you, man. Yeah, and, for sure. And uh, super inspired, man. I'm really inspired. I appreciate so. that, man. It was it was good. Uh, it was good being here, man. Thanks, man. I'm, appreciate I'm happy you, bro. you gave me the uh, the opportunity to kind of. To share what I know, you know, and and although I don't think I know as much as I give myself credit for, I'm just ha- I'm happy to be here, you know, and obviously to meet you and yeah, and man, just to uh, just to chat, you know, just to chat at the end of the day. You need a podcast. That's what you need. Uh, eventually, maybe not this second, <laughs> but you need to have one. You will have one eventually, a hundred percent. It's never been out of the question. Yeah, um, it's you know, it's definitely down the road, maybe a little bit. When you but, do, uh, I I know a guy. Yeah, no, for sure, <laughs> brother B. Thanks for doing this, man. Yeah, Got thank it. you, sir. I appreciate it. Any other questions? Yeah. Or are we wrapping her up? B, we good? I say we wrap it. Hell yeah, son, man! What an episode, Matt. Thank you so much, guys. Yep. Um, we have the video version on YouTube. Thank you for everybody listening on all audio platforms as well. And um, yeah, I got nothing to plug either. All the links are down below. You know the deal. And uh, before we get out of here, we're on every single platform, even the ones nobody uses. Matt, mm-hmm. thanks for doing this today, man. Thank you again. I appreciate it, man. Catch you on the next one. Peace.